Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show is on. Welcome inside the Radio Octagon. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Here's your host, Michael Ball. And away we go. Day number two in Saskatoon at Sports on Tap here in Prairie Land Park across from the Crop Egg Production Show. Or, uh, is that how you say it, Barney? I, what is, Crop Production Crop Egg. Crop Production Show, Prairie Land Park. We're yeah. at Sports on Tap. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, Barney. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and uh, we got a great show lined up. A full show, as always. Uh, let's get right to it, Zinger. Hit that intro. Hot up! Sports Cage shareholders, this is what you need to know. You're, you're sitting here telling me you're going to sprinkle McDavid will get three and they'll beat him by six. And last night, the Oilers with an ugly performance. But, hey, wasn't a Picasso, but they won the game. They're eighth in a row again, second eight-game win streak. But that was uh, getting the Blackhawks credit. They were battling hard there. <laughs> I didn't watch any of it. I watched all of it painfully. <laughs> Uh, senior like, team. Like, oh, what are we? Yeah, you're calling them a senior A team. I'm like, what does that make the Edmonton Oilers? How about the uh, Winnipeg Jets again? They go on a roll. They win again over. I mean, they beat Columbus, but Still. that's a great hockey team right now in Winnipeg. Get on the Rick Bonus bandwagon. <laughs> nice feathered hair there. Uh, elsewhere, Mitch Marner at two and two. Leafs destroyed San Jose seven to one. So they're looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, tonight in the NHL, Canadians at the Flyers, Wild at the Stars, Knights at the. Uh, Avalanche. Anything you like there? Can we recrease circle back? Yeah. As the, as that's a buzzword these days. Yeah. Circle back. Sure. Let's circle back on that. Let me. Okay. Because I, I, what I said yesterday obviously was way off. Way. <laughs> well, off. you're not gonna you're not gonna win money every time in betting and prognosticating, hey, Barney. Maybe what, you maybe you will, but I don't. That's what I tell my wife. <laughs> that's right. Ben Whiting actually from PlayNow.com, yes. former Husky and CFLer, is going to join us down here live. Uh, the WHL. There are uh, two games involving Saskatchewan teams. Victoria's at Moose Jaw. Vancouver at Saskatoon, but uh, it is uh, of note off the ice that we're talking here now. Uh, trade deadline day in the Western Hockey yeah. League. Now, I don't know if it's 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock our time. The Blades have beefed up their blue line by adding John Babcock from the Kelowna Rockets, so that's a move. And, and Colin Priestner was here yesterday. They wanted to add some grit, so it looks like maybe they've done that. You know, and he was checking his phone. <laughs> no, was wasn't he? It. That was great to watch. And then, yeah, there's there are some deals trickling in. Yeah. And to full disclosure, I don't know what this means for, but you know who's going to be able to tell us? Yeah. John Keyes yes. later on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to get to our guest in a second. I'm just going to quickly run down a couple of other trades. Giants have added skill and hockey IQ, the addition of Winnipeg Jets prospect Connor Levis from Kamloops. Speaking of John Keane, the voice of their team, he's going to come on and talk about that. Tyson Galloway of the Calgary Hitman, their captain, moving on to the Swift Kern Broncos for prospects. You like the Broncos. They're loading up here a little bit. If I could, I'd <laughs> sprinkle on the Broncos. I'm, I'm getting on the Broncos bandwagon. Yeah, a little. Uh, one foot on the blade. A lot, lot, lot of 
Connor Geeky and now Tyson Galloway. Little arms race in the East. We'll get to more of the trades in a minute, but hey, we do have Bob Stoffer on the Western Pizza Hotline. Take a slice out of your cooking schedule today. Get a hold of Western Pizza. And let's talk to the color commentator in the Oilers Radio Network, Bob Stoffer. Bob, welcome to the show. Just before you joined us, I said it was we were yesterday we were we were wondering are, is is McDavid going to score three or are they going to win by eight? They're playing uh, you know a less than stellar team in terms of all the guys out uh, with injury, but the Oilers squeak one out over Chicago. How did you see it from the booth? Well, first of all, I didn't know Connor Levis got traded. He's represented by. Edmonton's uh, Jerry Johansson and I did a, a media session with Connor a couple of years ago. So uh, I know that uh, he was, you know, obviously last year Kamloops hosted the Memorial Cup and he put up some decent offensive numbers. Uh, you know, bigger Ranger guy that's got a little bit of skill that maybe hasn't totally been able to to take the next step after pretty much. I think he had a point per game last year for the Blazers in the Western League. So there you go. As for the Edmonton Oilers, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's an old saying, never critique a win. However, that was not a pretty game last night. I mean, Chicago had $35 million out of lineup by my count. They had seven <laughs> of their best forwards not playing, Michael. And uh, yeah. the Blackhawks worked hard. They were disciplined. And the end result was the Oilers had to e-code a T1 victory in large part. Uh, because of the goaltending yesterday of Stuart Skinner. That's a positive. Stuart Skinner's actually, uh, you know, he's got back to his form last year when he was in the running for Rookie of the Year. Um, yeah, I really like what I'm seeing from Stuart Skinner. He's 13-2 and two with a 1.93 goals against average and a 9.29 save percentage since November the 24th. The Oilers, Michael, during that stretch of the best record in the NHL, they're 16-3. and three. Chris Knobloch, uh has become the first head coach in NHL history with two eight-game winning streaks in under 25 games as a head coach. Oilers have the best points percentage, as good as the Jets have been. Edmonton beat Winnipeg. Think about this. Uh, Winnipeg leads the West. The Rangers lead the East. The Oilers rallied for third-period uh, comebacks in both Winnipeg and in New York City at MSG during the 16-3 run. The Oilers have the best points percentage in the league. It's uh, plus or it's uh, 842. They're plus 36 goal differential, which is number one. They're number one in the league in offense at uh, 4.11 goals per game over the last 19 games. And oh, by the way, I got one more stat for you that people go, oh, geez, I didn't know that. Everton has the second best goals against since November the 24th at 2.21. So I'm not, I, I got to tell you, just because, you know, as you're well aware of, I've known Chris Knobloch for over 25 years out of Imperial Saskatchewan. I saw what Chris did, um, and you were just talking about the Western League. Like when Cooney won the two, you know, we'll see if you can remember back to this, but I know you're a huge CFL guy, but you know you're junior hockey as well. Do you recall who Knobloch beat with Cooney uh, out east? Uh, an Eastern Conference team really loaded up that year and basically got the best player in junior hockey. South Blades? Is that the Blades? The Blades and Braden Chef. Right, right, they knocked. Uh, this is Bob. Yeah, Bob. This is Barney Barney Shankerick here joining uh, Ballsy. That was the second time Lauren Mulliken had a WHL team hosting the Memorial Cup and lost out in the first round. The only one ever. Yeah, well, and, and you know, like you look at it, and they were loaded, right? 
Yeah. So, you know, uh, Shen was the fifth overall pick in 2009. He was the star of the World Junior Team. That was your Dave Cameron melted down on Canada's bench. Everybody yeah. blew a 3 nothing lead to the Russians. And Knobloch won four straight against Kuzmi. And then they ended up playing Portland. And so part two of the question, Portland had the fourth and fifth overall picks in the NHL draft the year before. That was Ryan Johansson and uh, Nino Niederreiter. And uh, Kootenai took Portland out in five games. So he had he went 11-0-1. You know, the, the lone loss they suffered during his 12-game run in the playoffs was an overtime to Portland, which is a better team on, on paper. So he's had rugs as head coaches. And just to illustrate the point further, uh, in uh, Erie, in his four years, the first major junior coaching history that fourth grade six plus win season. Don Locke had eight streaks, two two a year, of ten plus undefeated game runs. Where you know they, they are a couple of streaks for fourteen game winning streaks. So for whatever reason, this guy and uh, Kelly McCrimmon, and I know your listeners certainly know who Kelly is. I asked Kelly about Chris Donlock because he coached against him. He said, "Bob, managers like coaches that win games, and Chris Donlock <laughs> wins games." Yeah. Chris Knobloch, yeah, from Imperial Saskatchewan. Imperial Saskatchewan, the 1981 Senior C hockey champions. Hey, Bob, a question for you. Just kind of throw you off the NHL center. Let's go back to the WHL. Covered it for years. Ballsy has. You've been around. Isn't it crazy what it what it takes to make a trade happen these days in the WHL, like the capital you have to give up? Well, I, I looked no further. Edmonton went for it two years ago, and uh, they ended up getting Caden Dooley from the Prince Albert Raiders, and they traded their first-round pick, and they never thought that'd be the number one pick in the WHL band draft last year. But they suffered injuries. And really, the league that got this started was the OHL. Remember, in the OHL, mm-hmm. you can't trade your first-round pick, but teams trade their second-round picks for the next five or six years in deals. And that's the, uh, they have a midget draft there. They don't have a bottom draft. So, yes, it's totally escalated. Um, I'm still sort of in shock that Seattle did not win the, w- the Memorial Cup last year because as deep as Edmonton was, that Edmonton, you know, Edmonton had Jake Neighbors and King Cooley, uh, Dylan Gunther. I mean, those guys were all legitimate high-end offensive players, part of the World Junior Team. Seattle was loaded. And uh, they, they, one of I mean, if, if Seattle can't win, I'm starting to think when is the WHL ever going to win a, a Memorial Cup again? I mean, the last team to win was the Edmonton Oil Kings back in 2014 when they upset mm-hmm. Guelph. Here we go, and Guelph was the, mm-hmm. that knocked Erie out in the third round of the OHL playoffs that year when Knobloch was coaching Erie. Tying it all in, tying it all in, Bob Stoffer. We'll be back with more. Hang on the phone. We want to get you for a couple more questions. This is the Sports Cage live from Saskatoon from Sports on Tap here on 620 CKRM. Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the Sports Cage right here on the mighty 620 CKRM. Continuing our conversation with the color commentator, the Edmonton Oilers, getting set for what they're hoping is, I think, a franchise-tying ninth win in a row. They take on the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow night. Uh, Barney, you wanted to ask him one more Western Hockey League question. Well, yeah, I know you know it's it's funny, ballsy, being from Regina. Yep. We both are. The 2025 yep. Bantam draft, you see all these first-round picks getting moved yep. and all that because you know who's earmarked to go first. 
Maddox Schultz oh, yeah, the, from yeah, Regina, yeah. Saskatchewan, who's yeah. he's a phenom playing AAA U uh, eighteen. Yeah. Um, but like to Bob's point, like some of the draft picks that are going, like my son would yeah. be at twenty twenty seven, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> they're going into there, and, and it all started. In Ontario, so no, I think yeah. that it's pretty cool to tie in with Maddox Schultz, yeah. in the first rounder yeah. in the yeah. next the next yeah. year for sure. Hey, uh, speaking of phenoms, I love Connor McDavid calling out the leak last night, and I agree with him. I was sitting on my bed in the hotel watching this thing. If you got to replay the offside fourteen minutes, then it's probably not enough. Uh, you know, it's got to be conclusive to ter- overturn the call on the ice, which was a good goal. We're talking about Drysaddle. Was he offside? Wasn't he offside? Like what a joke! Replay, they can't even get it right. Well, they reviewed that more than the Warren Commission reviewed the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, seriously, man, you're going to sit there and microanalyze. So I, so here's how I, when, I, when I'm sitting there working a game, I do it based on how long it takes like on, a, on an order goal. I'm sitting there and I'm watching the first thing I'm watching is and when it's close, I'm watching the coach on the other team. And if it's a, because I know how the video process works for the respective clubs, like basically every team in the league now travels to uh, uh, video court, which is hilarious. Because when I first started that, you know, this is year 16 for the Oilers uh, broadcast. They did have a video, they had the one video pack. And the Oilers were, and this was back in 2008. So Jay Woodcroft started out this video with, with Detroit in 2006. He was on that Detroit Babcock staff that lost to the Oilers in round one, the big upset that year. But now we're up to two. And usually if the coach sits there and doesn't even consult the other assistant, and these are the cues I'm watching, then they're pretty sure it's going to get a return. Like if he right away goes to, and uh, waves the ref over, and says, I know there's a good chance they've got a compelling case. I just couldn't believe how long that took last night. And it, it wrecks the flow in, uh, of the game. And the reality is, 15 years ago, that would have been a 4-1 game for Evans and not 2-1. Because neither of the mm-hmm. plays that involved Zach Hyman, the other one being a little bit of a goaltender, but neither of those two plays would have resulted in goal being called back. That's a long time for a D-Gen gambler like myself. If I had Hyman to score, <laughs> if I if I wagered a couple of units yeah. on Hyman to score yeah. that, yeah, that's where it gets nerve wracking. Yeah. I know you're not the big gambler, like well, I am ballsy. Once but, in a way, once in a while, some of these goals that get yeah. uh, you know overturned yeah. and all that, it, it wrecks a guy's evening. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it certainly can. And and Barney touches on a good point, Bob. How about Hyman? He's on he's on pace to get 58 goals this first year. First line Team Canada Olympics yeah. in two years. You got that right. <laughs> I remember there's a guy named Kurt Levins. Uh, he is with another cluster. He's a prominent guy at that cluster. Like he's way up there. He's with the radio cluster that any time could purchase any station in Western Canada. So you can figure out who I'm talking about because the guy he works for is worth nine bill. Uh, where was I going here? Oh, he wrote a piece when the letters were Jason Zach Hyman on the Cult Hockey website. And said, if Zach Hyman signs with the Evans Oilers, he is going to be in the mix for Team Canada. And people hammered him. Now I don't know if Kurt thought that you know I, I thought Hyman could get twenty-seven like he did the first year. I thought thirty-six might be a reach. Right now, he's—I mean, it, I'd be stunned if he didn't get forty-plus goals. That said, he has the most Grade A scoring chances in the entire league. 
because partially because of who he plays with and partially because of his own relentless drive. He is the best puck retrieval forward in the NHL in the fourth check. And the one thing that people, he's constantly working at his craft. Um, you know, that's he's he's got more skill than people think. The only thing that sucks is I lost a bet to him, and I, I have to wear uh, Michigan too as a result. As you both know, I'm a, I'm an Alabama fan, and uh, we had a little. I saw that. that. Yeah. How, how did you How did you like putting on that too? Could barely fit on your melon there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's sort of like the Ken Baumgartner story of Tony Domi, right? They got in the fight and uh, the bomber who, of course, played for the Prince Albert Raiders, uh, decided to have a little fun yeah. with Ty and uh, grabbed Ty's helmet and spun it around his head because that's how giant, ginormous Ty's melon was. So uh, what did Mike Myers <laughs> call it in one of those movies? Sputnik? Yeah, it was... Yeah. I'm, I'm no longer a handsome man, and some would debate if I ever was. That's hilarious. Hey, um, lastly, before we let you go, Barney was touching on trades in the Western Hockey League. Uh, what do you think the Oilers are going to do? I saw yesterday on the broadcast you were kind of saying maybe a dance partner could be the Ottawa Senators. Oh, Ottawa and Philadelphia are under new management. And often when that happens, those are teams that are looking that maybe make moves that would surprise people. Uh, the whole situation with Petter Gochi at Philadelphia. I think the Oilers could use a top six right wing that's got some bite in their game. You can figure out who's got that in Ottawa and who's got that in Philly. Uh, mm-hmm. The two players that I'm looking at both have another year left in their deal after this year. They make between five and a half to six and a half. I'm not going to say their names, but uh, I just think Edmonton needs an upgrade in the top six and preferably a right shot. Uh, and then they need Holloway up here and possibly a fourth line center as well. Hmm. Bob, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, and I'm right, right? If they win tomorrow in Detroit, it ties a franchise record for nine wins in a row? You're right. It is going to be a tough out. Detroit's got uh, nine different forwards with nine-plus goals this year. Detroit can score. They're a pretty good team. Thanks for your time, Bob. I appreciate it. Anytime. See you later, Michael. See you, Barney. That's uh, Bob Stoffer joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline. When we come back, we'll have the news. We'll have uh, our sports ticker, and then we're going to talk to one of the Rush players. Hey, Jake Boudreau is in the house. We'll get to him in a minute. You're listening to the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. All right, it's 329 with the sports ticker. Just one game tonight in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. The LaRange Ice Wolves are in Estevan to meet the Bruins. And on my way into work today, I saw the LaRange Ice Wolves team bus downtown Regina. So when LaRange is in southern Saskatchewan here, they call Regina kind of their hub city because... After today, LaBranche heads down to Weyburn on Friday night, so they call Regina home for a few days. So, welcome to the Queen City, LaBranche Ice, Wol- uh, Ice Wolves. Good luck tonight in Estevan versus the Bruins. Just a couple games tonight in the dub. Two Saskatchewan teams on the ice. Moose Jaw is at home to Victoria, and the Vancouver Giants are in Saskatoon to meet the Blades. Lacrosse is one of Canada's official sports. Here's the latest from the cage on your Saskatchewan Rush. Yes, and we have a live guest here at Sports on Tap in Saskatoon. Jake Boudreau, defenseman for the Saskatchewan Rush. Welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, uh, first of all, uh, first of all, a little background. Where are you from? From Brampton, Ontario. Okay. I'm raised. Yeah, big, uh, big family, small family. 
small family. I've got a sister and then a niece and a nephew, and then just the standard grandma, grandpa, grandma, grandpa. Did you yeah. did you uh, did you know much about Saskatoon and Saskatchewan before you got drafted out here? Yeah, I do. My mom's from Edmonton, and we have some family in Sask actually. So I got to uh, meet some family members I've never got to meet before, and yeah. How how old are you? Twenty five. So. How does the lacrosse journey start? Like, what other sports did you play as a kid? And then, you know, where does this all kind of bring you to here? Yeah, I played um, hockey and lacrosse basically winter, summer my whole life. And then in uh, high school, I realized I wanted to go to college and play lacrosse, quit hockey, went to college. Which college? Robert Morris in Pittsburgh. And then, yeah, I just got drafted to the rush, and that was it. It was so, not no cool story. So when, so when did you, like, what made you decide to pick, you know, lacrosse over? I know that's technically our, na- that's technically our national sport in Canada, yeah. not hockey, when people think it's hockey. But, you know, when you're playing hockey, it's like, okay, I'm going to stick with the hockey path. What makes you take the lacrosse path? Uh, I think it's just more fun, honestly. I was better at it. It was uh, just something about the game and having the stick in your hand all the time. It's it's cool. It's a vicious sport, though, man. So is hockey. So is every sport. You look, look at football. That's just as vicious. They'd probably think lacrosse is more vicious. Lacrosse players think football is more vicious. Like any of your buddies, like back in Brampton when you're growing like, like high school and all that, were they big lacrosse guys? And did they go on? Or were you kind of the lone wolf? Oh no, yeah, pretty much everyone I hang out with did the same thing. Went to school. Um, Full rides. No, it doesn't really work like that in lacrosse. Okay. There's only limited scholarships. Some people do get them, but I didn't. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people from Brampton that went pretty good lacrosse town. Was there anybody you looked up to in lacrosse? Like, you know, if you're playing hockey or football, you have a natural, hey, I like uh, whoever, you know what I mean? It's more accessible sports, more popular sports. Was there anybody you looked up to in lacrosse? Um, I wouldn't, I can't really think of like one person. There's many people I looked up to. One guy, Kyle Rubish, was with us last year. He played for Brampton. Was very good, always has been, still is, yeah. and so just having that Brampton connection and then getting to play with him last year, that was pretty cool, mm-hmm. and that's uh, something I'll definitely remember. Jake Boudreau joining us here from the Saskatchewan Rush. So, like uh, hockey, you'd say he's a he's a stay-at-home defenseman, a walls and windows guy, or he can rush it. What, what do we do when we're describing your play, Jake? Yeah, I could play both. I played offense in junior, but just kind of the way it fizzled down to playing defense, you can still kind of play offense mm. if you want. So, mm. but yeah. You- and so you're one of six guys we talked about that are based in Saskatoon. So you guys puddle jump around and you get to your games and all that. Without all the cliches and everything, you know, everyone says, what's your take on, on Saskatoon and, and having this organization here? Yeah, the people are great. The food's great. So, What's your favorite restaurant? <laughs> it's called Rook and Raven. Oh, Downtown. Yeah. Shout out, Rook. Because you, <laughs> you live downtown, you said, right? Yeah. yeah. Walking yeah. distance, pretty nice. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Place to lay your head. Yeah, no, yeah. it's up. And uh, you've been uh, you've been treated to a pretty good winter until yesterday. Yeah, I know. Honestly, we're <laughs> spoiled, spoiled so far. Yeah. So. What's it like playing in this barn here? It's nice. It's rocking. It's. Re- I think it's really the uh, crowd's really steep, so it feels like everything's on top of you. Yeah. But it gets loud. The fans are awesome. Really supportive. Even. Yeah. Throughout the city, obviously we're not doing so great right now, but still was a great turnout. Yeah, one game. and three. We had Cody Jansen on yesterday, the, the the announcer for your team, and he said, you know, there's a couple of bounces here or there. You could be three and one. Is that kind of kept the optimism in the room? It's like you're not that far away. Yeah, for sure. I mean, two of the games we lost at home, or one goal game, one was two goal game with the empty netter there, but 
it doesn't count for anything. So yeah. <laughs> it's uh, either way, whether we won those games or lost those games, we're still gonna fix what we did bad and mm-hmm. keep doing what we did good and move on. And that's kind of the thought. Have you? Uh, it's retro night coming up. Your next home game here in Saskatoon. Have you seen the jerseys and what you guys are gonna be wearing? No, but I'm excited. Last year's are pretty damn good. Yeah, no, they got. They're a nice jersey, and then they're giving you guys the real short shorts, like you really? know, Fletch, like really? the old '80s basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're gonna have in the, the old end. Isaiah Thomas special. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and possible uh, jean jackets. Um, yeah. yeah, so you guys are going to get all the retro gear. I hike my shorts up anyway. <laughs> That's so. pretty cool. It's pretty cool, like, the, the lacrosse side when you're at the game. It's like be, you're, you're playing sports in a bar. Like, people are drinking. They're into it. The music. The, the music. The like, the what's best it, part. What's it like? It's like an NBA game, but yeah. what's it like uh, uh, playing in front of that with that kind of atmosphere? <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, it's great. I mean, all my friends, when they kind of come or watch the first NLL game, they're like, you guys play with music on? Like, they just think it's outrageous, but yeah. Um, when you're playing, um, you don't notice it unless you kind of want to on the bench, listen to music, or mm. take your head out for a second. But mm. can you good. can you guys as players request tell the tell the music guy like hey during the game this can you play more of this or some of this or <laughs> I'm sure you could. I'm, yeah. I don't know if anyone does <laughs> I'm, that. I'm kind of crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, would too. I always like to warm up music. I would I, too. I was a big warm up guy. Mm. Um, We'd be having rock set if I was doing it or something. Back to back rock set. Yeah, there you go. Back. <laughs> Back to back. Um, no, I was gonna. I was gonna ask a, another question. You said you went to to school in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you when you're going to to college and, and playing lacrosse, like what months were was the lacrosse? Yeah, they go. Uh, the season the goes box lacrosse or is it field? No, it's field. Field, in yeah. The States, yeah. Um, they go January, like end of January, early February to the uh-huh. end of May. And then the fall, like the first semester, would just be practicing scrimmages. I was asking a buddy of mine who was in Pittsburgh. I said, "What's Pittsburgh like? That's kind of a city. I lived there. I lived there. Really? Yeah. What's it like? Because he lots and lots of bridges. He told me downtown (laughs) is nice. Downtown is nice. Outside, not so much." Yeah, the, I think Pittsburgh is the best city ever. Like, yeah? The people there and the culture there is wonderful. The, bit, the best sports city ever. Like, I'm from Toronto. Yeah. Pittsburgh fans are next level. What's your What's your favorite place to play in the NLL? Like, uh, weather-wise, San Diego probably, I think. Shocker. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to go yeah. play back home in Toronto. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet, but next year. Yeah, Buffalo gets a lot of fans, yep. we're told. Yeah, we're going down there in March. So. And Vegas is Vegas. Vegas is Vegas. Is there one you don't like to go to? Like, how about Phil- you're going into Philadelphia this weekend? Do you like playing in Philadelphia? Uh, I haven't played there. Okay. But, no, there's definitely not a place where I'm like, oh, we have to go here this weekend. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. All right. Ballsy's big football guy. I'm big hockey guy. When you're in lacrosse, I know we're on the radio here, so we can't swear. What's a good chirp? Like, how do you chirp guys in lacrosse? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really chirp as much. I would say. Do you get chirp then? So, yeah, sometimes. So what does what does a guy say to you? I don't know. You can always just slash someone or cross check someone, and that says more than anything. So that's true. You can do it. It feels like you can do it. I know all sports are vicious, like you said. Maybe it's just more magnified when you guys just. Yeah. It looks like you're chopping a tree when you're hacking guys yeah. like that. I think it looks like it hurts more. We're pretty padded up under there. They're, like it does hurt one thousand percent. But yeah, yeah. it's like when a. When people watch hockey for the first time that you know never been around and then they see what's going on, it's yeah. a, it's not as yeah. bad as it looks. What's yeah. the what's the is there a rule you don't like in lacrosse? I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a lacrosse expert, but is there yeah. something you don't like about lacrosse like is, that you like to see changed? Yeah, I'd like to see the uh, if the ball goes out 
of bounds off a defender. It's not a reset for the offense. Like just keep the like kind of like what basketball does. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And right yeah. now it's the other way. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Like if someone takes a shot off my helmet, it goes out of bounds. Yeah, offense ball. Full What's third. the worst injury you've had? Worst injury? Lacrosse, I, lacrosse wise. I'm not really ever gotten seriously hurt playing lacrosse. Knock on wood. Bad question. <laughs> Let's stop it. Mean, hopefully it didn't jinx that. Hopefully it didn't jinx that. Um, you know, as far as, because there is the odd uh, tussle, right? Guys drop the gloves yep. and all that. Are there guys that you know, like in hockey, it's, you know, nowadays they read the game notes and it's like, oh yeah, you got to watch out for this guy. Or and if a guy is going to go, it's okay, he's a lefty, he's a righty. Is it is it the same in lacrosse or is this just like, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm just going to throw down? No, yeah, there's definitely some people who are more uh, friendly to it on each team, but uh, like, it's like... You only dress 17 guys, so you can't really dress a guy as a fighter. Like, he's kind of has to be able to play lacrosse as well, which is kind of... I like it that way, but, but there's definitely people, yeah, this guy will fight, this guy won't. Well, Jake Boudreaux, thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. Good luck in Philadelphia, yeah, and good luck wearing the... Uh, you don't know who we're talking about because you're so young, but the Isaiah Thomas Fletch <laughs> short shorts. I can't wait to see them. And make, make sure you send us a picture, okay? okay. <laughs> appreciate that, bud. That's Jake Boudreaux, <laughs> Saskatchewan Rush. We'll be back with more of the Sports Cage in a moment here on 620 CKRM. Where Saskatchewan sports fans come to talk. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. By the way, that's the best arena song right there. No? One of. It's the odds. That and welcome to the jungle if the kicker waits for Axel Rose to go. They always they always screwed up and kick it off before. You know what I mean? Kickstart my heart. That's Oilers, a good one. Or, Oilers used to come out That's to kickstart my heart. That's, That's a good, good one. For whom the bell tolls when a team comes out. Uh, Michael Ball, Barney Shankarek here at Sports on Tap. Sean Kleisinger, best producer in the business, back at the corner of 12th and Rose. We're here in Saskatoon, Prairieland Park, Crop production show here in Saskatoon. Got a lot of our uh, sales staff here, Barney being one of them, and uh, yeah, we're uh, having a great time here in the Bridge City. We're going to get to WHL trades and everything like that, but first I want to roll this and then get some comments from Sean and Barney about this. This is Darko Rakovich. He is the coach of the Toronto Raptors. His team lost 132-131 to the LA Lakers, and I, I'll tell you what, this is a vintage rant. Go roll Singer. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like how to play the game. I all I understand uh, respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible as Scotty Barnes? who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, the, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. You're getting any explanations at all 
that offensive foul? Did you did you see like get any explanation? No, no, there is no explanation. They just they just come up there, they review what and they see what they want to see. They don't want to hear us what we got to say. They don't want to hear the players. They they they, they don't just want to protect us. Over the game they got thirty six free throws, twenty three free throws in in the fourth quarter. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? How are we gonna supposed to play? It's happening a lot. But I'm telling our guys, be professional. Keep fighting. Keep going for the next one. But until when? For how long? Okay, Darko. Okay. <laughs> i tell you what, though. Uh, his accent makes it happen. Uh, awesome. His accent makes it But, okay, so I did a little recon on this. Yes, there were 23 fouls called against the Raptors, but 11 of them were when they were fouling to stop the clock to, with the potential to get the ball back, okay? So it wasn't all that bad, but I don't totally disagree with them. Now, I'm not going to sit here and break down basketball for you but what i am going to say is that's that is in the barney and sean that is in the playoffs playoffs that's in the jim mora or dennis green we knew who the bears were if you want to crown their ass then crown their ass let them off the hook yeah that's right that that is top like that's one of the top rants of all time it was good anytime i think you can use shame yeah <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel Crap. like I'm eight. Crap. I'm eight years old again, yeah. and my dad is at yeah. the kitchen table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's an all timer. It is an all timer, and I and I wish. I'm I'm an advocate of this. We need officials. It's a hard job. We need officials for any sport, and I don't like to see like 13 year old kids get ripped. But I really believe officials should have to come out. And tell us why they made the call they made after the game. There should be, everybody has to answer, why doesn't uh, a Chris Schlenker, who's a friend of mine, Western Hockey League guy, now a ref in the NHL, why doesn't he come out and say, hey, I gave Kale McCarr possession of that? Like, they should have to answer, too. I I agree. Oh, I, good. <laughs> I, I agree. Zinger, what do you think? Yeah, I would love that. When it comes to the Raptors, hard time for me feeling sorry for them because I hate that team so much. But it makes you wonder if there's like more Tim Donahue conspiracies happening out there because it was awfully well, that's weird. That's what happens, right? I, yeah, because I, yeah. I, I went back and watched some of that game last night, and it was almost like the refs wanted you know, the Lakers to win the basketball game. It was crazy. What kills me is that when people talk about how great LeBron James is, and he is great, like his longevity is great, but and, and you're more of an NBA guy, Sean, when you watch him play, like I thought traveling was over two steps. He gets to run with the ball down the field. Like, isn't it crazy? <laughs> it's, it's a loose rule these days. Oh, oh, as, it's much, as much basketball that I watch. It's bad, right, Singer? Yeah, very loose r- rule. The, the person that's worst at that is Giannis Antetokounmpo with the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, he can take like 16,000 steps, but it looks like two because his strides are so long. It's so weird. But uh, yeah. I feel like over the years, it's been getting even more t- touch here. Not only the fouls, but mm. the, the, the way the game has been officiated. It's just, just take me back to the 90s basketball where there was some physicality to the game in the key. You know, I want that type of basketball. Well, that was the yeah, best I want a Mod Rashad. I want a Mod Rashad back too. Yeah. <laughs> I want. I think basketball needs to go back to yeah when there was guys wearing those Jacques Plante style masks. Yeah, because you know you're gonna Horace t- Grant. You're gonna take one. <laughs> Bill Lambeer after yeah, Bill, Bill Lambeer. Lambeer. Yeah, honestly, no, that's, fouls that's a, fouls ruin the game of basketball. If they cut down on the fouls and what is a foul in the in like the rule book, if they fix that up and made basketball more physical, it would be one thousand times better well, of a sport to watch. Boys, I got a question for each each of you. It's kind of on the betting angle here. Over under twenty five grand on the 
fine for that rant. <laughs> oh, he's got to get fined. Going right in the NBA. I, I don't know. I think it's over twenty-five for that one. Like he, he basically said the refs were cheating for the Lakers. Like he basically <laughs> said, "Why do we show up and just let them win?" Like I love it, but I think that's a fifty grand one right there. Yeah, he's over gonna... under twenty-five, Barney. Uh, over. Yeah, Zinger. Yeah, I'm probably over. I think that's as <laughs> worse as it gets, as without swearing or cursing or anything. That's what I wish. I wish McDavid had a personality because that's what he should have said. He, go, he he joked. He was he can review it for fifteen minutes. You know what I mean? He should have just said that's a bunch of crap. I'd love to see like some of these big time guys. What's he gonna get fined? He'll probably get. 10, 15, 10, probably. It's the NHL, less money. I don't know. Yarko, is that his name? Yarko. Darko. Darko. Yeah. Ryakovich. He's going to have to feel shame <laughs> cutting that check. I love that. Hey, Basinger, you're the NBA guy. When is the trade deadline for the NBA? NBA trade deadline this year, it varies every single year, but I believe this year. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, figures. Figures. <laughs> <laughs> they just make up rules. <laughs> no, I think yeah. I think Pass this year it's uh, February eighth. Uh, I don't okay. quote me on that, but I think it's Thursday, February eighth this year. Yeah, yep. I think I think we're while you are an NBA guy, I think Barney and I are showing we I've kind of given up on the NBA till uh, you know I kind of have. I'm I, not gonna lie. I just to stay on the basketball yep. thing. Yep. Uh, CIS. Yeah, basketball is unbelievable. It's great to watch, to watch. Yep. females and males. You know what's going on in Saskatoon starting tomorrow? Mm. <clears throat> they got it from Lit. It's yep. called Brit. Okay, it's at Bedford Road Invitational Tournament. Yep. I went to Bedford Road. Yeah, it is a massive high school basketball yep. tournament. And Zinger, you'll be happy to know, the only Regina team is our NOD boys, the Riffle yeah. Royals. Oh. I was thinking about going to a game tour. I haven't been in that gymnasium in 20 years. Yeah. I was thinking about so going this is to a new, this is a new tournament? No, man. it's It's been running almost as long as Lit. Oh, okay. It's huge. They've had New York teams through the years. Yeah. They've had Australia teams. LIT. I've been to LIT a few times. That is that yeah. You get goosebumps watching that stuff. That's is like this, America. Is this is a junior, thing. junior and senior tournament, or nope. is it no? Just senior. Just, Just senior. senior. Yeah. 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 Because uh, they do a big one in Regina, too. Not like Lit or Brit, but the Rochdale Invitational, yeah, too. They have one. like a ju- junior with between Winston Knoll and, and Riffle. And, and then, yeah, they have like uh, people squeal, tire squealing, a tournament, <laughs> and your cut, cutlass. <laughs> cutlass <laughs> and the Cutlass NOD. Hey, we're all NOD I'm guys. NOD, and I'm West Side Saskatoon, yeah, so you I, du- I double dip. Yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, speaking of that, you're a Saskatoon guy. Uh, let's give a plug to the to Mike and the gang here at the Sports on Tap. We talked about it yesterday. If you weren't turning in, tuning in Sports on Tap, it's... If you're at the crop production show we're going, it is across the parking lot. It is the sports bar of sports bars. I I can't count the TVs. I don't think there's a, TV, a sports bar in Saskatchewan with more TVs. I, I at, at the top of my head, I'd say there wouldn't be one with more, no. And private rooms. So a lot of the ag companies are coming in. Yeah. They're hosting different things here. they got arcades. they got a ping-pong table. Yeah. Uh, big ping-pong guy, by the way. Yeah, can't I Can't wait too. to hit that. Uh, all the all the beers you need on tap. Great Western, obviously, flowing here. This is a great, and it's wing night hmm. tonight. It's uh, Wednesday, so it's wing <laughs> I night. I lost track of days. And it's, yeah, sports on tap, Prairie Land Park. Right across the parking lot, it is the former Prairieland curling rink. We talked yeah. about it. was a pig barn. Yeah. Then a curling rink back in the day. Some of the greats would have curled here. Then it turned into the Emerald Casino. This was Saskatoon's casino. Mm-hmm. And then it's been Sports on Tap for a number of years. Dudes, I did two things on my holidays I've never done. Zinger, we talked about this off the air, me and you. I did ear candling. Oh, no, yeah. I did. Have you ever I've, done that? I've always wanted to do oh, it. Oh, my so God. My wife tells me it's... 
My this, wife says it, it's it's awful for it, you. It's satisfying. It? Oh, the stuff I was pulling out, I was like, this is, I felt like like Total Recall when the guy pops out of Schwarzenegger's side of his yeah. thing, coming out of my ear. Unreal. The other thing I did, and it's because you said ping pong. I was a big ping pong guy, but a little bit of a loser, not many friends, so I used to be, I flipped the table up, and i play myself in the basement. Anyway, I played pickleball. Have you played pickleball up at the egg building there? That is outstanding. I played for two hours. No, but they have that limousine that hasn't moved in two years parked against the fence. Does that thing actually run? I don't know. I didn't even see it. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Two hours of fun, and it is like, I'm a 50-year-old man. That is right in my wheelhouse. Like I, I felt young in there. Possible Olympic sport someday? Probably. Why not? It's huge, though. It's huge. It is absolutely. I did a lot of things in the basement as a kid as well. I didn't have a family show. I I didn't have a table tennis. But you know what they have now? Uh, Ryan Whitney had it on his Twitter page. You can buy a robot. Yeah. That it's I saw balls. him doing that. Yeah. That is unbelievable. And I was thinking, man, I need that. And I'm like, I'll use it twice, and then it'll be stuffed in our newly clean garage Yeah, in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you'd be like my sister. She just gets every... Uh, oh, uh, cold plunges are big. I'm going to buy a tub. Uh, this, that type of thing. My wife's classic. It's like, hey, there's that ice cream machine. When's the last time you used <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. It's it's like the old Costco logo on it. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Zinger, like that, 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 that... First of all, you're right. Your candling is satisfying. But this is, this pickleball, it, Barney's right. It could be an Olympic sport. I've actually. never played it. I've always kind of. I don't think I'm going to be playing it anytime soon here. But uh, it looks fun. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of friends of mine. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna name drop Noah Picton, a friend of mine. He yeah. has pickleballed a few times, and yeah. that's a that's a good point about that one truck or whatever that is. It's just parked there and it doesn't move. It's very head scratching. I can't help but look at it every single day because I go down the Louvain every single day and it's. Just right there. A good advertisement, I guess. Maybe that's fantastic why fantastic billboard. That's yeah. all it is. It's a billboard. It's but a billboard. they should get that thing running. Yeah, yeah it's that's a mystery. Kind of like a couple of this very famous sub place that doesn't pay our bills. You pass it, and nobody's ever in it. But there are like four or five of them open in the city. You know which one I'm talking about? It's a famous sub place. Okay. It it starts with an abbreviation and then sub, okay. and you drive past about five or six yeah. of them every day, and there's never anybody sitting in it. And you're like, how does this how does this keep going? But they they must be doing something old right. old school, yeah. original sub <laughs> place. Yes. I know what you're talking. You know about. what I'm talking Give about. Give me a twelve inch assorted any day of the <laughs> yeah, week, yeah, baby. Yeah, I like the pizza one. Uh, yeah, no. So that's good. Uh, uh, last thing, I want to ask you this before we go to break. What's your take? And Zinger, you can jump in here too. What's your take on the William Nylander deal? He got eight years, ninety-two million. As an Oiler fan, when I look at it, Peter Shirelli did nothing right except he signed Leon Draisaitl at eight and a half million dollars. What is Leon gonna make when his <laughs> deal comes up? Because he is way better than that guy. Zinger, you go ahead. No, I just when I first saw the number, I thought it was a bit of a like a overreaction. I mean, shouldn't he string together a couple consistent seasons like that before he gets that type of money? It's been half a season here, and I mean they're going to back up the truck for him. I don't know. I thought that was a bit goofy. It's not like we're paying Wayne Gretzky here, but that's just my thought yeah. on it. So they got Matthews, yeah, Marner, yeah, Nylander, and Tavares, who's up and after Tavar- next year. Big money in four guys. Yeah, get a goal. And then it, it kind of exactly it yeah. really drops off, and then they're going to go to the playoffs, and they're going to have a defense, and Toronto fans are going to be crying and losing their minds yeah. and all that. So this is my take on this, and don't take offense to this, anyone. Please, this is a sports show. Grow up. Um, 
the the Toronto Maple Leafs are those kids in high school or just out of high school that they went out and they bought a BMW or they bought the fancy car, then they bought the big surround sound stereo yeah. system and that they put it on plans at Visions for like 18 years so, at yeah. 75. And, and they just had all this stuff, but they were living in like a <laughs> fourplex. Yeah. And your car's worth $80,000. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, some of the rest of us were buying houses. Yeah, and, and it seems like that's what the Leafs do. They're fancy on like a couple things, mm-hmm. but at the as a whole, they have a basement suite. Yeah, or they got a beautiful car, but they can't afford gas. That's a nice car in your driveway, <laughs> but you can't. Oh, really? You got it because their equivalent is they can never get it off the driveway. Last year, they backed it off the driveway and got it a block away, and then it broke down again. Mm. And that's what and that's where we're looking after the Leafs. Realize they need to put premium fuel in it. <laughs> The thing's knocking. Why is this knocking? Uh, we're going to take a break. we got more to come. Uh, hour one of the books. You're listening to the Sports Cage from Sports on Tap in Saskatoon on 620 CKRM. 620 CKRM is proud to be the official radio partner of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and your home for the hottest sports talk anywhere. This is the Sports Cage with your host, Michael Ball. Sports Cage shareholders, this is what you need to know. And what you need to know is we're coming to you live from Sports on Tap in Saskatoon. Michael Ball with my winger, Barney Shankaruk, and my other winger, as we are the top line here on the Sports Cage, Sean Kleisinger over there at Harvard Control, the corner of 12th and Rosinger. What's the weather like there, by the way? We uh, had 15 centimeters of snow here in the Bridge is City. That the total? Yeah, 15. Mm-hmm. And in Regina, I think it was 6. What's it like there in Saskatoon? Or Regina, sorry. Yeah, right now it's about minus 21 with the wind chill. It's about minus. 32. The wind is gusting to about 50, so it's really the wind that's making things miserable right now. Yeah, a nice night for pickleball. Yeah, you got that right. Uh, by the way, if you are you going to the Blades game tonight? Blades play tonight. They're at home to the uh, Vancouver Giants, as a matter of fact. Debating. I haven't been to a Blades game in that barn in about you know, seven, eight years, so I'm, I'm debating. I'm just waiting to see if it starts snowing again. Here. They've done a great job here. Like, you can get two adult tickets and two kids tickets for 40 bucks plus tax, but that's that's unbelievable because it's like, no offense, but it's like 43 bucks to a Pats game. No, there's a fence there, and then and there should be because yeah. it's crazy. But we, we, were, we had Colin Priestner on yesterday. Yeah. Awesome interview, yeah. by the way. And that's one thing I wanted to talk to him about, the marketing for yeah. all the teams, the Rush, the Blades, and then now the Berries, but especially the Blades. They've done a great job of making it affordable for families to drive out to Sastel Center, take in a game, and they're a hell of a hockey team. Yeah, they're, well, they're a great team, Yeah, and they're going for it here. They just made another trade picking up a veteran defenseman. In fact, I'll get to that here if I can uh, find it quickly on the old phone. Anyways, continue. We have John Keane coming up yeah. uh, at 5, just after 5.30 to talk about yeah. all the WHL trades, where teams land. Keener's been around the league for a long time. He has a podcast. He is the voice of the Kamloops Blazers. The one that I was looking at that I'm confused, again, I don't know enough, Moose Jaw and Medicine Hat making okay. a, a deal for a goaltender, May, the last name. But I'm looking in the standings, and both of those teams are neck and neck. Well, doesn't Moose Jaw have a good goaltender? Like, did Moose Jaw get a goaltender? What did you see there? Because I don't see that one. 
I think they moved it. Let me just okay, okay, it here we go. Yeah, the Warriors have bolstered their goaltending with the addition of Evan May, nine seven and two with the Medicine Hat Tigers this season, sporting two shutouts and a three point three six goals against average. Uh, the Nanaimo BC netminder, the WHL goaltender of the week back in November, yeah. he joins Jackson Unger and Dimitri Fortin as the uh, the threesome now in the net for the Moose Jaw Warriors. So yeah, so that. I don't know. Tigers get a third-round pick in your son's draft year 2027. Maybe that's your son. Who knows? Matt, your son could be on the move to Medicine Hat. We don't even know about it yet. That could happen. You never know. It, it could happen. But it is crazy. I will tell you this. You were touching on this, and there's a whole bunch of other trades. Uh, one we should mention because it's close to uh, to us, and I know you're kind of, you like to sprinkle some on them if you could. The Swift Current Broncos picked up the captain of the Moose Jar, the uh, Calgary Hitman Galloway yeah. there. Tyson Galloway, 20 year old, going to the Swift Current Broncos for a second and third round pick in 2026. But, like, it, the, the when you draft a player, you're drafting a player that's uh, 14 or 15 years old, well, 15 years old, and, and and so you don't know what you're getting when you're drafting a kid who's 15. Oh. And like, let's let's use your kid, Roman, as an example. So if Roman gets drafted and then he goes, he's been living with his mom and dad forever, and then he's got to go play in Kelowna, which is a nice place, but he's moving away. He's a young kid. You know how's how does he handle it? You know, import draft's even worse. Guy's got to come over. He's got to learn a different language. He's in a different country with different people. Like it, it is a crapshoot to be a general manager in junior hockey. And I think we're going to talk to Alan Miller coming yeah, up. Yeah. It is an absolute crapshoot. And I think it was Ryan Whitney on Spitting Chicklets in the last week that talked about you got to wait till these kids are introduced to girls. Yep. You got to wait till these kids are introduced to alcohol. Yep. And you know everything that goes along with that, cannabis and and yep. all that, right? So don't be crowning them. Yeah. Um, there is the the you know the no misses. Like there's a no miss. Like Maddox Schultz, no yeah. miss. The, yeah. And then after that, eh, that's a tough gig. Well, look what Bedard's mom did. She moved here to Regina to be with them. They had the luxury of being able to do that, but she was with them, and they, man, did they handle that type of situation so well. And then they got more crap thrown at them with that whole Corey Perry thing. In action tonight, we mentioned the Warriors. Victoria is at Moose Jaw, so that's the uh, WHL. SJHL, LaRange is coming off a win over the uh, Notre Dame Hounds, and they're now going to that palace in Estevan to take on the Bruins. So. And Zinger said he saw their bus yeah. in downtown Regina, hopefully it's still intact. Yeah, they're making a trip <laughs> down the road to take on Estevan. Yeah, staying uh, staying at the Ramada there. They always stay right around the corner from us. That's where they. <laughs> it's right there, Hanny. You're right. It depends what time you want to walk out the door. Uh, three games in the West are in the NHL. Pardon me, the Montreal Canadiens at the Philadelphia Flyers. Habs have been. They've been a little better than I thought they'd be, and the Flyers have been way better than I thought they'd be. John Tortorella's done a great job with the Philadelphia Flyers, even though inexplicably, with all that talent, their power plays like a 9.8%, which is the worst in the NHL. Not a big power play team guy, but yeah, I know Tortorella, whatever yeah. he's doing there, and I think it's, I don't know if he's, I don't want to say softer. I don't know if he's changing his ways as he goes along, but it seems like a lot of players are starting to really love playing for him. Oh, I'd love to play for that guy. You know what I like about him? He's black and white. Like, you do this, you'll play. You don't do this, you won't play. That Goche kid got drafted. He didn't want to play for them. He's like, you don't want us? We don't want you. I like that. I wish that was going down, uh, speaking of Roman, with yeah. Roman's Wee team right now. Yeah. That's what some of these kids, I think, need to learn, my son included, yep. right at the hop. Because back in the day, you're not going, you're not playing. Yeah. And as you get older in hockey, 
just like any sport, you're not playing. You walk into the room, your name's not on the lineup for the day. Yeah. Like, you're not dressing. How do you feel about Josh Holden? First of all, I don't know where Josh Holden was till I saw him in eight, at the Spangler Cup. I know you. He looks tr- good. You, he looks unbelievable. I'm a married man, but he looks good. Yeah, me too. And I like man I like, I like ladies, yeah. And and he uh, he has, like, his wife and, like, a son and, like, three daughters. Like, it was like, boom, boom, boom. But anyway, he's coaching H.C. Davos, and he grabs that guy that used to play for the uh, Red Wings and shakes yeah. him a couple times, and everybody's like, he should be gone from hockey. And I'm like, it's two dudes, alpha males, on a bench. Yeah. The guy's 31. He's not 13. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't upset. Were you? Not not at all. You don't want to go and, and get, take your crap off. Yeah. yeah. We got guys that want to play. Yeah. I, I oh Man, that is so... The cancel culture... It's crazy. ...is unbelievable. It, it's sickening, actually. Like, just give me a break. It's sickening. So And and so uh, they ended up winning the thing. So he's obviously doing something right. They won the whole thing. HC Davos. So. I got to go to that tournament. I know you were saying that. I, I have to that's go a, to that That's tournament. a crazy looking rank, isn't it? The, the t- it's supposed to be unbelievable. Yeah. You know another barn I want to go to just because people say it's so, it's kind of crappy, but I like going to crappy rinks. Craig, Larange, <laughs> because yeah. like we had the we had the Melford goalie on, and the Melford goalie said you could literally he was telling yeah. Zinger you could literally touch the roof, you could touch the roof. It is uh, oh what's the name of it? Uh, I know I want to get to that one next year. I love the Eagle Dome. I called Bruins action at the Labrette Eagle Dome there. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was a beauty. Lock the bus. <laughs> that was a beauty. You're not getting out of town that without a, some bruises. Well, and, well they, they didn't like losing. On and off say. the ice. They didn't like losing, man. Don Chesney coached oh, there. Oh, Chesney. Awesome. I think Chesner, Kent, Bittner, yeah. Kent Bittner is actually listening in right yeah. now yeah. to the sports cage, and he's got some Don Chesney, just an absolute legend, the legendary coach. Uh, the PWHL, we want to squeeze this in. Montreal at New York, Toronto at Minnesota. You know what? It's been pretty decent hockey. Big from what, crowds. From what I see, big crowds, uh, and I think that's the, the the cool factor, the new factor right now. What I think is absolutely stupid, and I don't care if I offend anybody, men, women, boys, girls. How do you start a professional league and don't have team names? That is, I know you and Sharky touched on it when I was gone. That is ludicrous. Who's running that league? That's stupid. They all have the same diagonal: New York, Minnesota. Like, really, get me jacked. Like, stupid. There was luckily there's not a team in Kennebunkport because that'd be tough <laughs> to throw across. Worcester or whatever. Worcester. Um, Worcester. Worcester. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, you said that because they were going to release, they team leaked names, some names. Some names got leaked and cancel and, culture. And then went, everybody got no, mad, and then they just backed away and said, "No, we're not going to do it." I, if, they should have stood firm and said, "No, this is what we're going to." Like I didn't like. I was going to tell uh, a priestner this yesterday. I did not like. The Barry's name, I thought it was a stupid name, but it's kind of growing on me. The, the the way they marketed it and the logo, I didn't mind that. And they stood by the name. Hey, by the way, did the I didn't ask the kid. Did the Rush pick Horny? They had Horny and something else for their mascot were the last two. I thought it would have been cool to have Horny as your mascot. Absolutely. <laughs> but they probably didn't. I have to look at that. That's bad on my part, but that's crazy. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got our clutch performer for Nick Service, and we'll go on the hotline and talk with Mike Kelly, the NHL Network. You're listening to the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Time now for the Cage Clutch Performer on 620 CKRM. Yeah, Mitch Marner had two goals and two helpers as the Toronto Maple Leafs 
come up with a 7-1 thumping of the San Jose Sharks. So Mitch Marner is the uh, clutch performer for Nick Service in Emerald Park. Your local Massey Ferguson, Challenger, Rogator, Gleaner, and Fent dealer. Give him a call, 781-1077. But Zinger, I think we have to add two more clutch performers here. Pete Carroll, done coaching. The yeah. Seattle Seahawks, uh, he was also New York Jets, New England Patriots, uh, USC tr- uh, Trojans, of course. And Nick Saban, maybe the best coach in football today in any level. You see all his motivational speeches and everything on Instagram. Whether you liked Alabama or not, LSU or not, Michigan State or not, he's actually the guy that recruited Luke Mulliner to Michigan State. Nick Saban is retiring. I would say he's the GOAT. I actually think he's better than Bill Belichick, to be quite honest. Yeah, I I think he's the football GOAT, and that one really bums me out because without Nick Nick Saban in the coaching ranks anymore, I mean, this loses a lot of entertainment from the fans' perspective because the guy is so great on the mic. Like you said, I go back and I watch those YouTube videos all the time, those uh, those speeches he does. Pete Carroll, it's like, yeah, okay, you know. Uh, it looks like he is going to be remaining w- with the Seattle Seahawks in some kind of uh, advisory Capacity. role. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't really announce that quite yet, but he will not be coaching the team anymore. So uh, that one doesn't really come as a surprise to me. I feel like the Seattle Seahawks, I could be wrong on this, but I feel like they're at a bit of a crossroads right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. the Legion of Boom's gone, Russell Wilson's gone, all those great teams, the Super Bowl team uh, that they had back in the 2013 season, it's it's not there anymore. I think it's time to turn the page, and I think this is kind of the first step to that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So uh, those two guys are uh, now... uh, Done with football. Well, Pete Carroll's hang. Pete Carroll will be hanging around a zinger. Said, but of course, Nick Saban. He, I don't know. Do you think? I think Nick Saban will end up on TV. If Urban Meyer and some of these schlubs, wouldn't Nick Saban be a great guy on the College Game Day panel? Yeah, I would love to see him as like a color commentator. I think he would be so good. I don't know if that really fits his personality or not, but I want him on the mic somewhere. Whether it's up in the broadcast booth on a panel before a game, Fox Sports, CBS. I don't care. Just get him on. We need Nick Saban in the world of football. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Zinger, we're going to talk some hockey now. It's time to step into the radio octagon. You're tuned to the Sports Cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. One of our favorite guests here on the Sports Cage, Mike Kelly from the NHL Network. You can follow him at Mike Kelly NHL. Happy New Year. Welcome to the show, my friend. Yeah, Happy New Year to you, too. Good to talk to you. What's the what's the cutoff? Like you and I haven't talked since the calendar flipped. I was on holidays. Are you good till about the middle of January? Wishing Happy New Year, then just let it go. You know what? It's one of those things. I just don't care. Like if someone says <laughs> Happy New Year to me in, in June, what am I going to get upset about? Yeah. Like, I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> No kidding, man. Well, hey, let's talk NHL uh, Canadian teams here. And two, I think one, well, for me it's surprising because I didn't think the Jets would make the playoffs. That was my prediction, and they are uh, they are rolling. Let's talk about the Jets right now. What do you like about their game? Everything. Uh, and it reminds me a lot of their game going back to the earlier parts of last season. Um, you, if you remember last year, Winnipeg, was like this time last year, they were fifth in the league in points percentage. And then they really dropped off in the second half of the season. And it frustrated, I know, the coaching staff because they just stopped playing connected the way that they're coached to play. And the way that when everybody's buying in, 
They're a connected defensive unit. They break the puck out well, and they're a really hard team to play against. And they were that. It's why I thought they were a cup contender a year ago, and, and I was high on them. I even picked them, you know, to beat Vegas in the playoffs in the first round, just in part because there's always upsets, and you look for what could be. And I thought, you know, it would be an upset, but I thought it was possible. Didn't happen. Um, they're playing that way again, and you know. Dominic Toninato gets called up. That fourth line has been outstanding uh, since he got here just after Christmas. Obviously, we know what the Shifley, Ehlers, and Velarde are doing as the top line of the highest scoring line at 5-on-5 five five in the last month uh, in the league. So uh, you got Hellebuck doing his thing. Um, but I, I think the make or break for this team is can they play this connected, really, really strong defensive game they haven't given up more than three goals in, I think it's 29 straight games. It's insane. Wow, that is insane, man. Uh, Mike Kelly, tip of the cap to Rick Bonus. Two tips of the cap to Rick Tockett in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, you can't deny at this point, we're halfway through the season. Uh, the, the Canucks are, are a juggernaut. They, they, what they did to the New York Rangers, um, you know, recent game was... Very, very impressive against a good Rangers team. In fairness, I thought New York gave them a lot uh, mm-hmm. of that, but they capitalized. They're the, the highest-scoring team in the league, Vancouver. Um, and, you know, you look at the process underneath it and how sustainable is it. Well, they're 10th in expected goals, so there's a bit of a gap there, but that's still really good. Um, and then the blows me away about Vancouver is they don't create a ton of chances off the rush. Like, they're, they're 30th in the league in creating opportunities off the rush. They're first in goals. And they're scoring on an absurdly high percentage of these chances, which you would say, and I did say this a month into the season, this has got to come down, and when it does, it's going to hurt their offense. Well, it has come down, but not that much. Like At some point, are they just a team that can bury so many of these chances because of the players they have? It, it, everything in my background you know, as a, as a data analyst says that this is insanity, that it's going to fall off a cliff, but it doesn't. So... Um, they're a really dangerous team. And again, even if it does, the reason why I'm a believer in them is you look at them defensively, top 10 and expected goals against top five and goals against they got Demko. They got a good defensive squad. Um, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. Do you believe in the William Nylander deal? Uh, eight years, 92 million, right around past the kind of money, the guy in Boston, everybody talks about, but I don't know if they mentioned Pasternak and Nylander in the same breath when they think of hockey players, but they probably should start. Well, I think it's closer than people think, right? Like I, I, I'm not going to say Nylander's better than Pasternak. I don't believe that at all. Um, but I do think that they're closer than most people think. And that's why, I mean, I've always been a Nylander believer. Uh, you can go back five, six years, look at my timeline on social media if you want. I've always been a believer that he's, he has the potential to be an elite player in the league. Um, some of this stuff is evident. Uh, and and he's, he's rounded his game out more. Like, you give him credit. He's not the same player he was four or five years ago. He, he's better. Um, when it comes to Pasternak, and I have no internal knowledge of this, but I would bet my mortgage that his agent, Lewis Gross and Nylander, used the Pasternak contract as a comparable because you can. And, you know, I've worked uh, on a number of contract negotiations as a consultant with, with agents over the years. Um, and I have a good idea of how they work and, and how agents go about presenting these cases. And if you look at their careers, no, it's not really a comparison, but you don't do that. You look at the platform year, which is the most recent, 
you look at the typically the last three years, um, you look at things like games played, points, uh, surface level stuff, time on ice, uh, deployment. Um, and if you get into any of the stuff underneath, you can do that as well and try to make your case. And when you look at the last couple of years, it is comparable. Um, Pasternak would be a, a higher end comparable that an agent would likely want to present and the team may want to push back on, but it, it is not out of the, um, the ballpark in terms of, of being a realistic comp. So I'm not surprised he got that deal. And the other thing about Nylander, a lot of the metrics that I value that speak to point production, he's still going up. It doesn't mean that he won't plateau and then go down, which, of course, you do with age. It might happen next year. It might happen in two, three, four years. I don't know. But he is not regressing uh, as a 27-year-old. All right. These are the Edmonton Oilers we expected at the start of the year when all of us had him in as a lock spot in the playoffs. Are you buying Oilers stock? Are you holding on Oilers stock? Where do you sit, Mike Kelly? Well, I'm buying it, and I was, I've was i been buying it all along. Just you look again at, at what they were doing offensively in the first like month of the season. You get kind of into 10 games or so. It, 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 there wasn't a team in the league that was underperforming what it was producing in terms of chances. So you, you come to two, one of two conclusions. Either the Oilers don't have the offensive talent to actually score on all these chances. That ain't it. Or this is going to come back to earth at some point, and it certainly has. Um, the, the Hyman, Nugent, Hopkins, McDavid line, it's like video game numbers. They, they've scored 22 goals and allowed eight at five on five as a line, which is really good. That's a 73% goal percentage. Their expected goal percentage is even better. Like somehow this line's actually underperforming what it should be, which is, again, they're going to be fine. They're going to score a lot. The one thing I'll say about the Oilers is this. And Skinner has been great recently. He had a real tough start, and ever since then, he's been really good. Um, and, you know, they're a team that's going to score enough to win if you get good goaltending eight, nine times out of ten. Uh, I still think they need uh, a really strong platoon option going into the playoffs because if it all hangs on Skinner again, you're going to run into teams that can limit that offense to some degree. You're going to have to win some games 2-1. And you, if you go back to last year's playoffs, it just didn't happen. Um, this isn't to take away from Skinner and, and how well he's playing at all. I just, I really do believe they need another guy there, at least at his level, if they want to be a serious cup contender. All right. And lastly, we're, we don't have time to touch on Calgary and Montreal. We could talk about that later. But Ottawa's been a big disappointment for me personally, but I think in general. Like, they, what is going on with the sense? Yeah, it's a struggle. You know what? Some of the players, like Stutzel is not having the year he had last year. Um, there's guys that you watch on that team and you know that they can give more. And I think that's maybe what's a little disappointing. Uh, the, the loss they had to Seattle recently, hearing some of the comments after the game of, you know, and it was a game that was even. Like, they, they didn't get outplayed. They just didn't win, and that happens sometimes. But there, the comments were more like, yeah, you know, we were positive in the room and, and it was a close game and, you know, you don't come out on the right side of it. And At some point, you just, you want some anger of, you know what, we're, we're pissed that we're not winning. And, and, and I'm sure they are. And it's got to be so frustrating for them because I really believe in the talent that they have on the team. But there's something there that's not clicking. And Jacques Martin comes in and it's been a while now. Um, you're hoping... It might take 20 games to get a team to play the way that a new coach wants, really. 
they've been worse defensively since he's been there. And it's, I wouldn't put that all on the coaching staff because, again, if you're trying to institute some changes, it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, I really thought, though, just looking at that roster coming into the season, I'm like, that's a playoff team. And, and they've been so far from that. So uh, there, there's obviously changes that need to occur. I, I think they need guys at forward and at defense that play hard, that really get into the guts of the game um, and, and play a hard game. Um, I think it's been evident that there's there's not enough of that so far this season. Mike Kelly's a hockey analyst, uh, hockey analyst, pardon me, specializing in analytics. He's over at the NHL Network. You can check out all his stuff at Mike Kelly NHL. Thanks for your time, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm going to say that to you the next time we talk and probably the time after that, too. <laughs> I love it. Take care, bro. <laughs> all right. Sports sticker for Bronco Plumbing and Heating, where professional service is guaranteed. They will treat you right. All you have to do is give them a call at 781-2090. Just three games in the NHL tonight. Montreal is in Philadelphia. Minnesota in Dallas. And the Vegas Golden Knights in Denver to meet the Colorado Avalanche. The Sports Cage is your voice for football. Not only in the province, but around Canada. This is the Sports Cage CFL Report. A look at what's happening in our three-down game. Well, when you're a kick returner, you have to be patient. So this guy has been patient. He's been waiting on the phone line for a bit. It's Super Mario. Mario Alford back in Rider Nation recently with a signing. Welcome to the show on the Western Pizza Hotline. I appreciate it, Mario. Hey, man, what's going on, man? Glad to be on here. How y'all doing? Doing great. So where are you now in the offseason? Where do you spend your offseason, Mario? Uh, between uh, North Carolina and West Virginia. Okay. And what does an off-season look like for you in terms of training? Man, really, me, man, um, really just, um, just, I really come home, be with family, and, and um, just hang out a bit, be on the farm, just, you know, doing stuff, cabin season, so uh, we'll oh. be... We got a lot of cattle that, a lot of uh, baby calves that's about to be born here soon. So, about to rev up with that. But um, then I start, I start, I, I be working out, you know, keep just keeping my body, body ready to go. But I really start amping it up around um, March. That's when I really, 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 really get it in like that. As far as you know, training hard and stuff like that. But. Uh, yeah, that's that's about all my off season is, man. I don't I don't really do nothing crazy. I just kind of hang around and relax, and that's about it. So, whose farm is it, Mario? Is it a family farm? Who you are, like? Tell us about that. Yes, yes, it's a family farm. Yep, it's a family farm down in Sisterville, West Virginia, and uh, um, yeah, we we doing cattle and um. We uh got about a hundred head that about to drop, and so it should be interesting. So uh, <laughs> that's something I, I don't know if I ever knew that about you. Uh, what do you like best about being, like, is it difficult to deliver a calf? What's the hardest part? Is it the, is it the how do I put this? Is it the, the remnants that come out after you pull the calf out? No, I really, I really don't, I really don't do the pulling and stuff like that unless we have to. But most of it's just being aware, making sure they come out healthy, they're breathing, they're eating on the mom, stuff like that. So um, the hardest part is really just going and doing a check when it's freaking 
you know, down in West Virginia, the, the lowest get, you know, 15, 10, 15, 20 degrees out in the cold and rain and snow yeah. and ice. So that's the hardest part is just getting that gear on and, and driving in that cold weather. But other than that, it's pretty, pretty simple. So the farm life, does it make you appreciate playing a game for a living? Like you're playing a boys game for a living. It's a lot easier than being on a farm, I would think. Or am I wrong when I say that? No, you 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 you. It's it's a lot. Football is a lot easier than farming. Honestly, that's 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 the total truth. Farming is hard, man. I, it's not for the weak. You know, it's something always going on at the farm. So um, yeah, it's um, it's a lifestyle. You got you you got to love it to do it. Honestly, you got it. Got to be a passion to do it. So, so do you watch Mario Alford? Do you wa- are you a big Yellowstone fan or no? Like, do you wa- like would you be ripped? Yeah, yeah, would you yeah. Be rip on the farm. My, that's one of my favorite. Yep, that's one of my favorite shows to watch. I mean, I'm not trying to be like them guys or nothing like that. I just love like Western style movies, uh, shows, and stuff. Stuff. But yeah, it's, I love it. I'll be glad when they come out with the with the other season. So, uh, waiting on that patiently. But yeah, I I, I do love that Yellowstone. Hey, Barney Schenker here. I got one question on the farming. So are you a Copenhagen guy or a Skoll guy? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just uh, kidding. Most, farmer, most farmers up here, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. speaking of that, though. I, don't, I, don't, bar- I was about to say, that's like tobacco, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, so I, don't, is, so, I don't, I don't really know because I don't really, yeah. you know, know about. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. So, so do you? So do you eat sunflower seeds? Like, what do you got? Yeah, in your mouth there's there? a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing when you're waiting for the calves? Are you eating sunflower seeds? What are you chewing on there for your snack, you healthy athlete? Man, I really, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I don't chew on sunflower <laughs> seeds as much unless, um, unless we winning and on the sideline and I can kind of relax and. If one of the guys, one of the guys that's not playing, got some sunflower seeds, give me some. Hey man, I'm gonna get a few of those. But honestly, man, I, I really, I really don't chew on too much at the farm. I just get, you know, get something quick on the go. If I got some pizza rolls or, you know, something, something like that, just to get a quick little snack in. But that's about it. I'm so, I really not too fond of um, sunflower seeds. <laughs> so Mario Alford. Um, I think Nick Saban is the best coach to ever coach football. I think on any level in any sport. And he's you went to West Virginia Mountaineer, he's packed it in. Your thoughts on like a Nick Saban type of like what do you think when you see those motivational speeches on Instagram from Nick Saban or did you hate Nick Saban? No, man, I'm I'm with you 100% with you. Great guy, he just retired. I'm sure that's why you bringing it up. But um yeah. Yeah, man, it's you know I I got a chance to meet him when we played them in the Chick Fil A um, Bowl uh, back in what twenty fifteen fourteen I think, and um, I took one to the house on them. So, but he he uh he's a great guy, man. Goat, I think he's one. I mean, if not the top top best college coach ever ever, he's definitely top two top top three. But he's definitely he's definitely one um, to remember. Have you, have you ever had any any of your buddies, any any close friends that have played for him? Yeah, I know some guys. Yep, when I was in um, NFL and a couple guys, I know a few people who played up on Nick Saban. Yeah, what, you know, what's their honest take Alabama on him? Like, what, what makes him tick? 
I'm sorry. What like what was what was their honest take on him? Like what what makes Nick Saban tick? You know, because he he does seem he he seems like a no nonsense guy for sure. No, I don't know if I'd call him a player's coach, ballsy, right? Like he seems like a Belichick, no. like uh, no nonsense. Yeah, I just think he just he just he just he he's all about football and, and winning. You know what I mean? And um, he he's not gonna do that buddy buddy stuff with with you you know with players and. You know, his, he got one job, and that's the coach. I'm sure he care about his players. If anything ever the guys ever need, I'm sure he'll have their back. But yeah. I feel like, you know, from the things I heard, he, he's real. He's a grit guy. He's real gritty, and um, meaning like he he's about his work and his work ethic and how he approached the game. It's all about winning. So, I mean, you you don't get too many guys like that too often. So I find him as one of the greatest. Well, hey, I'll tell you what—it's a natural—it's a—it's a natural fit for you to be in Saskatchewan if you're a farmer. So that's outstanding. But lastly, before we let you go, yeah. your thoughts on your thoughts, Mario Alford, on adding Corey Mace as the head coach. He looks like a great leader of men and a friend of the sports cage. Mark Mueller's the offensive coordinator. I've already been in his ear because I'm a buddy of his, and I said you got to get Alford the ball in space on bubble screens and stuff. Just your thoughts on the changing of the guard. Man, you know, uh, I, 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 um, when I signed last, what was it, last week, almost a week ago, when I signed, and um, I really, like I told, he faced, I got this random number out of the blue. I didn't know who it was, so I called it back, and it was him. I mean, you can, you can just, you can just hear his excitement and his, his passion for the game. So, was, you know, we we really didn't talk much. He he just wanted me to enjoy the moment, and he said we'll have some time here, you know, when things settle down to kind of kind of pick each other's brain, get to know each other a little better. Because I only met him on the sidelines, and like he said, I only he only seen me um, on the sidelines as well, watching me doing my thing. So I, you know, just talking to him, I can tell I can tell he's a great guy, and um, he he's a great fit for for what we're trying to do, and uh. Uh, the offensive coordinator. I don't. I haven't really. I haven't met him either. So it'll, it'll be. It'll be real. It's, it's real fun, you know, to meet new people and um, to have new new staff on on board. But you know, I I heard a lot of great things about both guys. So I, I'm excited to get back with them. All right, I think Baldy is going to wrap this interview. But one thing, I am going to I'm going to get you a dill pickle bag of sunflower seeds spits for when you come up here this year, and then you're, it's going to be a game changer for you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you'll be running back kicks. And I was going to say, go ahead. Give me a bag because I need I can use those sunflower seeds in meetings too. I like the. Yeah, it's good. They give me gout, so hey, watch out. It sounds like it sounds like we're gonna, it sounds like we got an endorsement deal here. We'll get something done. <laughs> By the way, Corey Mace would have seen you run past him. Remember when they lined up for that foolish long field goal and he ran it back 112 yards on the missed field goal for a touchdown? <laughs> yeah. Mace would Mace would have oh, seen yeah. you whiz by him. Yeah, right. Exactly. Hey, uh, uh, good. He saw. He not seen it. So, like I said, I'm excited <laughs> to beat that man. I, I can't wait to. To see what um, what free agency bring with you know with guys and free agency as well, so it's gonna be an exciting year. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Take care, my friend. Good luck delivering those calves, and uh, yeah, we'll get you hooked up with some sunflower seeds when you come to town. Mm-hmm. Take care, bro. Man, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's Mario Alford joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline. A former CFLer. He's now he's he's. 
into the gaming industry. We'll talk to him next. Ben Whiting, U of S Huskies uh, assistant coach, too. You're listening to the Sports Cage from Saskatoon on 620 CKRM. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Sports Cage. Now back to the action on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. On the back of Sports Cage, live from Sports on Tap, crop production show in Saskatoon. Harvard Media is everywhere. We're here in Saskatoon. Sports Cage here with Barney Shankarak. I'm Michael Ball. Sean Kleisinger operating, flying it, keeping it between the ditches in Regina. And we're joined by Ben Whiting, former U.S. Husky, former CFLer now with PlayNow.com. Uh, welcome in person. Nice to see you, man. No problem. Thanks for having me on again, Ball. Haven't seen you since the Dakota Dunes one we did there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so the Super Bowl, well, the you know, there's lots to bet on at PlayNow.com, and we always encourage people responsibly, got to be of age and all that type of thing. But the NFL playoffs. This weekend is cool. Wild card weekend. That's that's the juiciest weekend of all of them till the Super Bowl when you can make all the crazy prop bets. That's right. Yeah, no, there's tons to bet on right now. Uh, not just uh, exclusive to the NFL, but you know, throughout NFL playoffs, there's NHL going and yeah. NBA is humming along. But uh, yeah, there's tons of different stuff on the book. We're gonna have promotions for the uh, Super Bowl. We also got Lunar New Year coming up, okay. which is huge in the gambling world. So we're gonna. Okay, help me out. Uh, what's Lunar New Year? Like, what does that help me out? Uh, formerly known as Chinese New Year. Oh, okay, so, uh, okay. But why is that big in the gambling world? Like, what? I don't know. It's associated with luck, uh, the okay. Triple Eights, okay. all that sort of okay. stuff. So we're okay. have some promotions on the oh, online good, casino, good. that sort of thing going here, too. Okay, so let's run down Let's run down Wild Card Weekend here with you, okay? Just, uh, you know, you don't have to get too analytical on it or anything, but let's just do Moneyline right now, okay? Detroit and the Rams. I like the Rams on the road. Yeah, no kidding. I'm just pulling up the numbers right yeah. now. Like Stafford against Goff, they were traded for each other. No. Detroit. Uh, you like Detroit, eh? I even think though, the- even though what's his name's out, probably the tight end, uh, Laporta. Laporta. Yeah. yeah. I I like I don't know I like the uh, Sam the atmosphere these guys have not had a home playoff game since Noah built the ark yep. man prime prime for a choke prime That's for a choke <laughs> prime true. for a choke I like I like Stafford you also like Miami though yeah, yeah I like and they've beaten <laughs> yeah. senior teams yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, the money line currently sits in favor of the Detroit Lions at 1.58 yeah. to the Los Angeles Rams 2.45. But to be honest, guys, I like I don't remember an NFL playoff scheme here where it seems like any team can step on the park and win a game here. It's pretty wide open. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl. It they could be surprise. too. Yes. I- yeah. I, I hammered them. Uh, I was down in Vegas last week, and I sprinkled. There you go. Well, yeah. and, and and sorry to Jared Goff, but he was rolling, and I went on PlayNow.com and bet him as the MVP when it was like 2,001 odds, and then he went in the tank. Like, not in the tank, but he kind of cooled off. Yeah. So yeah. so do you like Detroit, or do you like L.A.? I'm taking Detroit, and, and that's solely from the heart with Dan Campbell. I can get behind yeah. that, man. Yeah. I don't even play for him. I'll just yeah. find a brick wall. Sean McVay's me. done a great job coaching with a team that everybody thought was going to be under seven wins. Dolphins, Tyreek Hill goes back to Kansas City where it'll be about six degrees Fahrenheit. I I I 
<laughs> I, Kansas City will win that game. I hate Kansas City, but they'll win that game. It seems to be that way, and that's been the theme of the, the yeah. Dolphins the entire season. Yeah. They, they can't beat teams that are traditionally doing well or have a, yeah. a you know a positive record. Uh, yeah. and, and the and the pickleball guys from Del Boca Vista in <laughs> Florida are going into Kansas City yeah. to play in that weather. Yeah, that's tough for anyone. And they've stu- they've stumbled, and they gave Travis Kelsey the last game off. To, you know, yeah. he he he, he said he wanted to sit out. Because he's looking, he's looking like a mall walker now when he's running patterns. He looks like Nick Lewis when he retired in the CFL. So I'm going to go, but I think Kansas City wins that one. Do you agree? I I tend to agree. I mean, like I said, I, I, these are all coin flips for me. A lot of these games, but I, I won't stand on the fence. I'll, I'll also play to the odds that they're saying I'm playing yeah. out to yeah. 1.45 in favor of the Kansas. There's City a nice teams. little two game parlay right there. Yeah. Oh, by the way, all hail, all hail, Joe Flacco. Flacco looks better with the Browns than the. Sean Watson does That's with a the, bad with, signing. That's a William Nylander signing. Yeah, but he, but he's going. They, they are going to the, the the Cleveland Browns are going to beat the Houston Texans. They 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 played them without C.J. Stroud and won by fourteen points. So that's going to be a bit of a that game's in. Diff- it's in Houston, but controlled environment. But Cleveland's got a better deep. Like Miles Garrett's oh, going to yeah, wreck yeah, stuff. Yeah, Cleveland yeah. wins that game, I think. How about you? Uh, I, I I would like to think so. I love Sleepy Joe on the sidelines too. You, you always get behind yeah. that guy. Um, there's a couple <laughs> different balls in the air here. I'd love to see Cleveland win uh, in that event. I believe they're heading to Baltimore after they have a chance. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Oh. So, little Joe Flacco versus old versus new. Team. Yeah, we should, whole, we should go to that game. The old the old sports cage live from Baltimore <laughs> yeah. with our Kevlar vests. That's uh, right. That would be that would be the old Browns versus the new yes, Browns if yeah. it gets to that point. There we but, go. Yeah, if I if I'm putting money on it, I, I'd honestly sprinkle the Houston Texans. And actually, the odds just changed. Oh, uh, Cleveland is favored, but by a little bit less. It changed from uh, money line one point seven one to the Cleveland Browns to uh, the Houston Texans two point two zero. That just changed from two point two five. So the odds are swinging, fellas. Alt line. Yeah, minus six and a half. Browns hammer it. Yeah, there I think so. Go. How about this? Uh, Dallas Green Bay. Uh, if Dallas wins, they blow Green Bay's doors off. But if Green, if Zingers Packers win, it's going to be a tight game. I, I I hate to say this. I want Green Bay to win, but I think Dallas wins. But as I said yesterday on the show, and Zinger did the day before, Green Bay's never lost in that sparkling uh, stadium in in Arlington, Texas. I, I didn't know that, but I, if I'm a betting man, which I am. Uh, there's, there's no way Green Bay is winning this game. Absolutely not. I mean, uh-huh. it's it's the roller coaster of the Cowboys. I just think this team might be a little bit different. I was also just listening to the radio, and they were talking about how good Mark Micah Parsons was on the way in here. Yeah. So they're 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 front of mind right now. I I can't see I- the Packers. Honestly, until you brought it up, I didn't even know the Packers were in the playoffs. So that goes to show how much Singers, throwing, Singers throwing stuff at yeah, yeah. 1900 Rose Street. Yeah, 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 crazy. Damn. Oh, and the tie line cut out right when that happened. The boys' tie line has cut out, and it's, uh, well... It's perfect timing because we got a break for the news right now. Five o'clock news is coming up. <laughs> See, just the world—that's the way the world works. They started making fun of the Green Bay Packers, and the tie line just disconnects right when that happened. That should—that should tell you something, right there. We're gonna hit the break. Have more for you on the other side of the five o'clock news. You are listening to the Sports Cage on six twenty CKRM. <laughs> Sports Talk lives here. Welcome to another hour of the Sports Cage with your host, Michael Ball. 
Welcome back to Saskatoon. And without further ado, let's get to it, Zinger. Sports Cage shareholders, this is what you need to know. What you need to know is our daily sponsor on Wednesdays. Connexus Art Center kicked the January Blues at Beer, Bacon, and Bands, January 26th and 27th. 19 plus event tickets at Connexus Art Center. Um, uh, ConnexusArtCenter.ca is where you get your tickets. Michael Ball along with Barney Shankaruk and Ben Whiting from PlayNow.com. Ben, a Saskatoon guy, played for the Huskies, played in the CFL for a handful of years, now with PlayNow.com. He's coaching the U.S. Huskies here uh, as an assistant coach. Scott Flory will join us on the show live down here tomorrow. Uh, let's get to what we need to know now. It's funny. We were making fun of the Green Bay Packers and the fact you didn't even know they were in the playoffs. And as soon as you said that, our signal dropped out. Or Sean Kleisinger, the Packers fan, hit, delete you buggers, and then just made fun of us. But anyway, we're back. We, uh, we all think the uh, Dallas Cowboys will win, but I am I'm I could see Jordan Love pulling off an upset. So let's get we're talking wild card weekend. Let's get Dallas or sorry, check that Philadelphia Tampa. Like Baker Mayfield is in the playoffs. Ba- he, kudos to Baker. And if he wins this playoff game, he's going to get himself a nice new contract somewhere. I don't think he will though. I think the Philadelphia Eagles will will show the NFC team they were last year, the championship team, and they'll smack the Buccaneers. It's not a video game, man. I know. It's not going to happen. Phillies no. look like hot garbage. Jalen Hurts is hurt. A number, is. Of, a number of weeks. Right, Ben? Like, everyone's we're going to turn it around. Philly's going to turn it around. Philly's going to turn it around. I don't think so. I think they're done. Yeah, it seems like how many weeks in a row have we been saying that Philly's going to come back, they're a get-right game, they have all the pieces, this, that, and the other. At what point do you say this is something that's internally that's holding them back? And you can't tell me, you can't look me in the eye and say that all of these losses with all the expectations isn't wearing down on them. Meanwhile, there's been zero expectations of the Bucks, and they've been building momentum the entire season. Like you said, Mayfield's playing pretty motivated ball right now. He's got a lot of money on the line, especially this game. They win one playoff game, the Buccaneers. That's a Super Bowl for them as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I will tell you this. One of the greatest receivers in the history, not just this year, not the last five years, in the history of the NFL is Mike Evans. Only Jerry Rice has more consecutive 1,000-yard receiving seasons. He has had been in the league 10 years, and he has 10 1,000-yard-plus receiving seasons. And Like, the dude's a stud. Like, he he's is a, good. He's had some absolute sketchy dudes throwing him the ball <laughs> yeah. over the years. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Gleason not, or whatever yeah, yeah. that guy's name. It's not like Tom Brady was there all his career. No, he was there for a brief cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. So you guys got the Bucks in. Is that a home upset? That would be a home upset. Yeah. That's correct. So is that a home? Because we have a couple upsets on a wild card weekend. Is that a home upset in your opinion? I, I would say so, yeah. I'm that, riding with the Bucks on this And one. that's just one unit, though. I'm not going super hard on that, but I am going to bet on them to win. I Responsibly. Will, I will tell you, I'm not going to bet till I see what jerseys they're wearing. If they're wearing the creamsicle ones in honor of the 1976 season, I'm going with the Bucks. then. I love those creamsicles. you got to feel invincible. You know, Tech Mobile. Like, what I would love to see is their white creamsicle jerseys against those Kelly, those old school Kelly Green Eagle jerseys. Yeah, those yeah. are sweet unis. Those are sweet. Okay, and then we got the Bills and the Steelers. Mike Tomlin is the best coach in the NFL. He has got his team to the playoffs uh, with that quarterbacking threesome of Trubisky, 
uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Kenny Pickett, uh, but uh, they don't stand a chance against the Bills. Like that, what's the line on that? Like what's the the point spread? Yeah, on that one? so the spreads uh, one point nine even. The money lines even. I think it's the most skewed of anything on Wild Card yeah. Weekend here. So it's yeah. four point six. Yeah. Uh, to the Steelers and one point two on the Bills there. Yeah. So like it, the the Bills are going to smash them by a no no. No, no, no. I think the bet here, boys, is you take uh, Pittsburgh's a 10-point underdog. Yeah. Take Pittsburgh maybe to cover that. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Oh, I'd I, I, I take the Bills. 21 points. 21 21 points. In, a, oh. in an NFL playoff game? No T.J. Watt. He's out for the year. Yeah, T.J. Watt is done. That hurts. And, and we're going to say Mason Rudolph against Josh Allen? When the Buffalo Bills are playing in the Super Bowl, boys, it's the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers. If I'm putting money right now, it's the Niners you and can. the Bills in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You can. That's what I would. Playnow.com. Play do, do you like that one? Niners, Bills. Right now. Yeah, no, that, that's, right now. That, that is a possibility. If I had to pick right now, I'd go Niners, Ravens. Chalk. Kansas City. Chalk. Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City. Can, their, their receivers. They can't catch anything. They couldn't catch a bus. They're brutal. That's right. Uh, and Kelsey looks like he's a mall walker. And 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 Mahomes is pouting on the sidelines. That's right. Josh Allen is good enough to keep both teams in the game, but you might get good Josh Allen for four or five weeks. Okay. Joe Flacco is going to beat Houston, and then he's going to go and he's going to knock off the Ravens. So because 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 Lamar Jackson, if there's one thing you know about Lamar Jackson, he's he's not a playoff quarterback. He sucks in the playoffs. We are at Sports on Tap. I haven't seen you have a drink yet. Yeah. But that is drunk talk. No. Right Lamar Jackson, is he proven in the playoffs? After two weeks of rest, Lamar Jackson is going to be a well-oiled machine. I think he's playing his best football he ever has in his career yeah, right yeah. now. They're peaking at the right moment yeah. in time. The Bills, the best way to describe them this entire season is turbulent. You never know what you're going to get. Mm. I don't know, man. I'm going. Anybody can pick the Ravens and 49ers. It's going to be the <laughs> Buffalo Bills and the 49ers. I, I think, and the Lions are a good outside shot, even though I don't know that they'll like win that. this week. Like yeah, that. the Lions. I'd love to see the Lions win. Um, now, did you guys? You, you can bet on absolutely anything here at PlayNow.com. Like anything, basically. Yeah, as long as they're regulated by a governing board and yeah. they make sure that nobody's on the yeah. juice or anything like yeah. that. You can bet on pretty much anything under the sun. I haven't done it on PlayNow.com. I've, I've done it in, this, in the States betting on my kids' games. Can you bet you sports football on PlayNow.com? Is we that... do not have Canadian college football. Okay. We have American college football. Yeah, I, I wondered about that. I yeah, wondered if you did have Canadian. Is there a reason for that? Is that, like... Like, in general, is there a reason for that, why you can't bet on that? Just kind of the state of affairs right now. Yeah. I mean, legalized online sports betting is yeah. generally new in, yeah. the, in the country. Yeah. I know there's some books that are great market operators, but that's that's not very uh, well-received uh, at this point in time. No. So, Barney, you couldn't be my uh, you couldn't be my Ben Whiting for senior hockey then, because senior hockey would obviously not be regulated. Well, on the Monday nooner, we, we joke about it, and yeah. we throw out lines, and we, and we have some fun, and then we tie in with the play now because play now is a good yep. a good partner but tonight guys there's a nice little ice hockey game going on vegas colorado oh yeah and as we speak i'm putting a unit on to score a goal who do we like who do we like scoring a goal in that game uh kale mccarr okay kale mccarr yeah get pick again ballsy i'm, I'm not well versed not i'm gonna go i'm gonna go brett howden Fred former yep. former Moose Jaw Warrior. Yeah. Pays seven to one. 
There we, that's the beauty what's of this. A, you can what, bet responsibly. What's Chandler Stevenson, my friend uh, who's a friend of this show, Pat Guy, who is a two-time Stanley Cup champ? Four to one. Four to, I go with Chandler. Chandler struggled a bit, but he shows up in big games. I'm a big Barbashev, Barbashev yeah. bet guy. Yeah. But yeah, one little unit on that responsibly. I'm yeah. of age. Playnow.com. It's the place to go. So we were. let's go back to this uh, for a second because it is. this is wild card weekend, and you'll get a chance to come in here and all these TVs watch all the games. Uh I know the Super Bowl odds are up there, Ben. Um, what are what like? Who's got the longest shot to win the Super Bowl right now? Do you have that in front of you? Would it be the Steel? I would think looking at this list right now, off Houston. the top man, uh, Houston with a rookie quarterback, rookie like a new head coach, or the Pittsburgh Steelers with what they've got at quarterback. So you're correct at the Steelers. They're at 126 odds. So they're yeah. they're yeah. not only a long shot. I think you're. A I think you're wasting your money even if you bet five bucks there. But hey, five bucks. Who knows? Yeah, that's, the, that's the fun the of it. Payout right? could be nice. So, so then. So then go from the bottom to the top. Steelers? Uh, you want to take a guess? Well, uh, I said Texans. Yeah. Texans are fourth. Okay, then, then I, I'll go uh, uh, right now looking at it. I'd go Green Bay. Cle- uh, Rams. Green Bay. Okay. And after that, a little bit of a surprise here. We got the Buccaneers third to last, and they're at <laughs> see that See, see, see there. Okay, so they're... So there, I think they usually betters know what they're doing, right? Those guys, yeah. but no, they don't. I, I would put, <laughs> but the experts, but the, but the experts, I would put actually Tampa as the next lowest, and then Green Bay, because I trust Jordan Love more than I trust Baker Mayfield. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's what I do. Then, then after that, what do we got? Uh, we got the Texans fourth to last at fifty-one. By the way, C.J. Stroud, like honestly, he is playing out of his. What a quarterback he is! Yeah, I've, I've surpassed all expectation oh. as far as that organization goes, as far as being a rookie quarterback. Everything that's stacked against them, he's lost practically all of his weapons. David Tepper, the, the loser owner of the Panthers, wanted Bryce, little Bryce Young, over yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Are you I'd kidding me? Are you kidding me? Anyway, keep going with your odds. Um, after the Houston Tekken, Texans, fifth to last is the L.A. Rams, 41 odds. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland after that, Detroit. Yeah. And then the drop-off from Detroit to Cleveland, you can kind of get a sense of where the contenders are because Detroit is at a 19.00 odds to the Cleveland Browns 31.00 odds. Mm. So um, after Detroit, you got Miami at 17, Philadelphia at 15, Kansas City at 10, uh, Dallas Cowboys 8.5, Buffalo yeah. Bills 7.5, the Ravens at 4, and the San Francisco 49ers at 3.15. Awesome. Qu- quickly, we'll let you get to our clients' uh, shindig, but tell us where they can sign up for uh, a playnow.com account. Yes, absolutely. All you need to do is be over the age of 19, a uh, resident of Saskatchewan, and then type in playnow.com into your mobile device, uh, whichever one you see fit. Uh, from there, you'll enter your personal information in four easy steps. And brand new as of December 15th, we have our new biometrics registration scan. So if you have tried to register in the past and you have a rural road address or a P.O. box address, this should be able to get you in. So you can scan your face, scan a piece of ID the same way you do when you're entering your passport information for a flight, and we should get you locked and loaded there. And then you got access to the online casino, Mm -hmm. uh, the live dealers, as well as the playnow.com sportsbook, which is also on an app now. So you can head over to the App Store, uh, available for iOS users, so only on the Apple App Store. Uh, Type in Playhouse Saskatchewan, and then you got it all on a handy little app. 
It's slick, and let's uh, let's not sleep on that trip to Baltimore. There you go. Hey, <laughs> thanks for your time, man. No Enjoy problem. the night tonight. Thanks for having me on. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. The kings of Saskatchewan sports talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the Sports Cage, and it's brought to you by the Conexus Art Center. Kick January Blues at Beer, Bacon, and Bands, January 26th and 27th, 19-plus event. Tickets at ConnexusArtCenter.ca. We're joined by Super Bowl champ, the Seattle Seahawks, Regina and Saskatchewan, for that matter, football royalty, John Ryan, a friend of the show, friend of my podcast, Growing the Game with Balsy. Welcome to the show, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me on. Hey, uh, what a big day in the world of football. Uh Pete Carroll, done as coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Dude's in his 70s. He's going to hang around, I guess, maybe as a consultant. Hasn't been announced yet what he's exactly going to do. Just talk about your time with Pete Carroll, John Ryan. Yeah, I mean, Pete was, uh, you know, for me, he changed my career. You know, if I wouldn't have had the career I had with uh, without Pete, he was just uh, the greatest coach that I've ever been around uh, in pro football. And uh, you know, it's uh, I'll, I'll miss I'll miss seeing him on the seeing him on the sideline. That's for sure. He was just a great uh, great coach to have. He brought an energy to the game that uh, I hadn't seen in, in many years and in my playing days. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun to come to work every morning. Yeah. So just talk about that. How infectious is that? And how how much does that help an athlete when your coach is loose? He's running around at seventy years old, uh, catching passes with his gloves on. Oh yeah, when you, when you see a guy that's uh, 72 years old and you're 22 and you don't think you have enough energy that day, it kind of uh, puts you into a better head spot, head space, you know. And uh, you see a guy 50 years old running around uh, more with more energy than you, you know, you kind of feel like you have to step up as well. And that's just the energy he brought to that team. Uh, you know, it was it was always fun to be around. We always had the music playing. We were shooting baskets. We were doing all this. And at the same time, uh, when it came to practice, when it came to games, it was the most competitive cutthroat uh, environment I've ever been in my life. So he really was able to match up those two things by having fun and being competitive at the same time. And he had a ton of success doing it, and it was fun to play for. John, I have a feeling, and Sean mentioned this in our little talking point earlier, Sean Kleisinger, so I don't want to take credit for it, but I agree with Sean. I feel like the Seahawks are a bit of a crossroads right now, and I saw you send out a tweet, and I agree with you, but people are all over you. Like, you were mad after the game as an alum, watching these guys after they, I think they had beat the Cardinals, but didn't make the playoffs, and they were smoking a cigar, looked like they'd won a playoff game or won the Super Bowl. I feel like this team is at a bit of a crossroads right now. Yeah, you know, to, to see that, uh, it was shocking to me to see that. I was, I was, I was angry. You know, I see a bunch of guys smoking cigars and uh, celebrating with music in the locker room after 20 minutes after being eliminated from the playoffs. You know, and uh, I think I came out pretty, pretty quickly and said how disgusted I was with it. People jumped all over me, and then uh, within the next hour, I think about seven other, eight other former players came uh, came to my defense uh, and then said the exact same thing because. In my day, that uh, that wouldn't have happened. You know, I just I can't even imagine some guy trying that in our locker room. And I think uh, Tyler Lockett, who's you know a great guy, he's been there. He's definitely a team leader. But he summed up that locker room after the game in one word. And they said, "You guys were smoking." Uh, the person in the media in the press conference said, "You guys were smoking cigars in the dressing room." He cut them off. He said, "They, they were smoking cigars." That's all you know about yeah. that locker room right there. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it think, was never they. Yeah, and do you think Pete Carroll, that might be, without getting into it, putting words in his mouth, you know him, do you think that's maybe one of the reasons why he's decided that, uh, not that the game has passed him by, but that the mentality of the athletes has changed so much that it's time to move uh, on? 
Yeah, it's tough to say. It's definitely changed. I think that he's adapted. You know, I've seen a change in my, you know, my 19 years that I played. When I got in, I was playing with guys that were all born in the 60s and 70s. You know, I was the only guy on the team born in the 80s. And now when I left the game, I had guys that were born in the 2000s. And, uh, I mean, this might sound brutal, Ballsy, but I think we're seeing at the highest level what happens 15 years ago when you give every single kid a participation medal. Well, you know, when you, when you don't keep scoring youth games, when you do all that stuff, and now I think we're starting to see what happens to those kids 15 years later. Hmm. You know, it's funny, John. Uh, you came out, actually, and, and uh, were so great with my kids when we were the Seahawks in uh, Regina Youth Flag Football League, which is the best in North America, and you coached them Absolutely. in the rain. It was great. You look like you look like Antonio Cormardi with 11 kids. <laughs> but they weren't <laughs> But they weren't your kids. But, hey, but yeah. no, serious. I think I knew all the uh, but, but, by the end, though, is the thing. <laughs> he he didn't, but you did. I love it, man. You're awesome. Yeah, yeah. But but where I'm going with this is, I used to call my kids, uh, and I said, "Listen, when you grow up, you can't have the same girlfriend. You can't have the same job. You can't have the same bank account. You like you can strive for it, but you don't. Basically, it's competitive. The world's competitive. So there's a reason why we have scoreboards on fields, uh, and, and why we hand out gold, silver, and bronze. Like it, it, I, I have." I'm with you, man. Like we have, we have made this world soft for our kids. We don't even grade correctly now. If they get a 46 day pass, if you're, if I'm working in John Ryan's corporation and I do 46 percent of the work, my ass is grass. Absolutely, you know, and you know, I, I don't have kids, so maybe I, can, I shouldn't be commenting on this as much as I have. But uh, I think I can definitely see all the change, as I said, in, in, in my time. The, the athletes are different, and I think that we, you know, I don't know, I think, I don't know if we have to adjust or if they have to adjust, but uh, right now we're definitely adjusting to them. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, before I let you go, Nick Saban is also out today. Man, if we get Bill Belichick to, to walk away, that would be the Trinity, the, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, as I say it as a Catholic. Like, all three guys are maybe gone. But uh, you look at Nick Saban, who was on Belichick's staff back in Cleveland and learned some of the stuff from him. I think I think a Nick Saban is the best coach, period, any level of football. What a, what a loss for college football, but eventually everybody's time comes. And I wonder for him, too, if maybe uh, just a guy to be too much of a grind yeah i mean you know those college coaches you say you know maybe the season's short and all that but uh the season never ends for those guys you know they're well the second they're done they're recruiting all all off season uh and it is it is a grind you know it's absolutely a grind and the pressure that they have on them at these uh these schools uh if you ever seen sec school or if you ever be, been to a game you uh know the fans put pressure on those guys more than probably anyone in the nfl so it's uh, a lot of stress and you know i think they probably get to a point where you know everyone comes to that point where they've uh, they've done or they've had enough and you know he's uh had that and hopefully he enjoys his retirement so we were looking here. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna pick three games. Wild card weekend. I'll let you go. Wild card weekend. Though we got three games that could be ripe for an upset. Detroit Rams. You think the Rams can beat Detroit? They can. They can. Yeah. With uh, Stafford going back into Detroit, like, all these games have such great storylines, and that's kind of the storyline there. Stafford going back there. Uh, he's going to be hungry. Uh, they can throw the ball all over the yard. L.A. and they're playing on an indoor indoor stadium, which is going to help. And uh, obviously Detroit has a great team, too. But this is definitely upset alert, in my opinion. Okay, how about to Tampa at Philly? Philly's been struggling. That's another upset I think we could see. Well, it's like, you know, Tampa come out 10-1. and one, And then, you know, the month of November, they played three games. They beat uh, Buffalo, Dallas, and Kansas City. They go 3-0 in the month of November, and then they go 1-6 and six after that. 
and losing yeah. against some pretty bad football teams. So it's like, he's like, are we going to see November Philly, or are we going to see what we've seen in the last six weeks out of Philly? Because the last six weeks have been pretty ugly, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. it might not be that easy going to Tampa. The fans there are going to be going crazy. I think Baker Mayfield is going to try to prove himself. So, man, that one's a, that one's a coin flip, in my opinion. Yeah, that is. It's at Tampa. I said it's at Philly, but it's at Tampa. And the other one, uh, nobody's given Green Bay a, a real shot, but I am. Jordan Love's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, in my opinion. He's just not getting the love. They've got the youngest playoff team since the 1974 Buffalo Bills. I think Dallas wins, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Green Bay win. Sean Kleisinger told me the Packers have never lost in Dallas, including the Super Bowl back in the day. Yeah, that's true. But none of these guys were even born back then. So that's all out the window for that one. But uh, you know, on paper, Dallas should definitely win this game. They should uh, they should win by ten or fourteen points. But playoffs, it's, it's sixty minutes. Anything can happen. And uh, Love's playing great. Uh, you know, in a way, he has nothing to lose. He got his team to the playoffs. That's probably a victory in uh, a lot of the people in the Green Bay's mind right now because they weren't expecting that. Maybe when they were uh, six and eight a few a few weeks ago. Um, so they're playing good football. So anything can happen. But I, I do like Dallas in this game. But you know, as I said, playoffs in sixty minutes. So, you know, winner go home. Thanks for your time, John. I appreciate it as always. Anytime, buddy. That's John Ryan, former Seattle Seahawk, talking about the retirement from coaching. Pete Carroll out, Nick Saban in Alabama, too. You're listening to The Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Tickers for Busy Bee Overhead. Busy Bee will repair or replace your residential or commercial garage doors so you don't get stuck in or out. Catch the buzz, Busy Bee Doors. The garage door specialists. We got uh, the Montreal Canadiens in Philadelphia tonight to meet the Flyers. Minnesota is in Dallas and the Vegas Golden Knights in Denver to meet the Colorado Avalanche. Just three games on tap in the National Hockey League tonight. Let's head ringside and check in with the oldest major junior hockey team in Canada. This is Pat Chats from your official voice of the Red Shana Pats, 620 CKRM. All right, Pat Chat is a presentation of the Canadian Brew House. Get the best flock and chicken wing deal in town as their chicken wings every um, Wednesday and Sunday are 69 cents and a different flavor of the month every month. Joining us on the phone is Al Miller, Deadline Deal Day in the Western Hockey League. Al, you did a lot of your work before that. I didn't see anything come across the wire about the Pats doing anything. So uh, give me your uh, thoughts on the, on the work you did, Al. Yeah, real quiet day here, Ballsy. Um, and that's uh, what I expected. Uh, we not much else going on and, and really not much else that uh, that we wanted to do. So, um, you know, we feel good about where we, we sit now, 90 minutes after the deadline, just in terms of, you know, I think we've had good balance between an eye on the future and the picks and the young players we brought in and, uh, well, at the same time, uh, you know, remaining as competitive we, we can in, in this present season. And, and you know, I think... Uh, you know, I think our team deserves uh, deserves that just in terms of the way they've uh, they've competed, and uh, you know, now we need to 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 continue to get to work and and uh, win some games here and uh, do the best we can to to, to battle for yeah. one of those final playoff spots in the conference. So uh, you can answer how you want. Um, 
did you have many uh, you know calls? Did you take many calls on on the likes of Spencer or Tanner Howe or a, or a gritty guy like Chance? Any, anything uh, anything uh, that you kind of had to turn down or think about twice? No, I, first of all, Ballsy, I don't I don't want to comment on you know yeah. players that are on our roster and 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 trade talk. Um, but but like anything, and you know, managers wouldn't be doing their jobs if if they weren't contacting about the availability of players, you know, even based on, you know, based on the deals that we made earlier. And, you know, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't reach out on a few players today based on things you might hear or see. Um, so, you know, there was, there was some people that reached out, but we were, we were pretty comfortable in terms of, you know, the status quo and, uh, Unless how I termed it, somebody buckled our knees, and uh, and that never yeah. happened. Yeah. Okay, Al, we're against the clock, but we will uh, we'll have you on uh, more in the future. In fact, I want to have a half an hour with me, you, and the Silver Fox here coming up very soon. Kelly Rample, okay? Hockey and rock and roll, Ballsy. Let's do it. Love it, man. Shaking it up and doing a great job as Al Miller. Thanks for your time. This has been Pat Chat for the Canadian Brew House. Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the Sports Cage, right here on the Mighty 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the show. Michael Ball here at Sports on Tap. Barney Shankruck now back. I'm putting on his sales hat. I think he's over in the uh, dog pound here. Uh, they have a U of S Husky dog pound area at the Sports on Tap here in Saskatoon. we got a client night going on over there. So, uh, We've got John Keene on the phone, though, voice of the Kamloops Blazers, a great guy joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline. By the way, this show is brought to you by our friends at the Connexus Art Center with beer, bacons, and bands coming at the end of the month. Go to their website for ticket details. John, welcome to the show on trade deadline day. Blazers were active. Can you tell us about that trade? Well, yeah, Blazers uh, a little bit active. I tell you where else they were active. Uh, on that uh, Prairie Road trip, we actually uh, all toured the uh, uh, the rider area, the dressing room area, oh. the locker room, and uh, Mosaic. Yeah. It was uh, it was awesome. Our guys were uh, were pretty pumped uh, to go through what a facility that was. Uh, that was a great time. Hey, before you get before you get, I'm glad you brought that up because I just saw something come across the wire. You're a football fan too, obviously. The thing that separates the CFL, one of them, and I know this from watching American college football with my own eyeballs with my kid playing, their special teams is boring as you know what. Vanilla rice cakes, okay? There's talk the CFL wants to limit the number of kick returns in the league, and we just had a superstar Mario Alford on the phone uh, with the Rough Riders. What a stupid move. Listen, at some point, at some point, John, have we not made these contact sports as safe as we can make them? Like, you know what you're signing up for in lacrosse, hockey, MMA, football? And this is coming from a guy whose kid is 20-something years old playing football. Like, give me a break. We're not made out of paper mache. You can't take that out of the CFL. Well, I mean, I know where you're coming from, but they must have data that says the kickoff returns and punt returns are, are probably where the most injuries happen, you know, the blindside blocks and everything you can see up the field. So that's why the NFL is, is you know, letting you fair catch a kickoff now, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but but here we are. This is the new reality we're living in, I guess, Baldy. Uh, John, sorry there. Yeah, I, I got your answer, but I'm trying to help direct. I'm also being a host here, directing people to the back for their chicken wings and stuff. So John Keen joining us here from the Cab Loops Blazers Radio. Um, 
Now, talk about the trade today that sent, uh, I believe, Levis uh, out. Uh, tell us about that trade, uh, you know, trying to get back some draft capital and everything after the Memorial Cup run. Yeah, Blazers have really spent a lot of time, you know, in the last 48 hours uh, recouping draft picks from last year's run and, and last year's uh, host team. And, and they've, they've done a, a lot of that here. Connor Levis to the Vancouver Giants, Dylan Sador to the Lethbridge Hurricanes, uh, Shavan Olm to the Spokane Chiefs. Uh, it really wasn't, you know, the, the biggest moves of the day. The deadline just passed here about 40 minutes ago or so. When you're looking at the big moves, it's the Brandon Wheat Kings today. Uh, shipping their captain, Nate Danielson, World Junior forward to the Portland Winterhawks uh, for five pieces back, including two first-round picks and, and two players. I mean, that was the one uh, that was probably the, the one that took the cake, although the WHL tells me, or I'm hearing in the circles anyways, that there's one more move to come uh, here in about, let's see, um, likely about uh, three minutes from now. So it could be it could be a larger one. We haven't seen the large deals today. Uh, it's been one of the quieter deadlines where a lot of the big contenders either made their moves early or decided to stay away from these prices, which were exorbitant again this year. Uh, Barney Shankerek joining us here, too. He's the guy that lined up the uh, interview. So is there something, though, besides the Blazers one that jumps off the map at you? Like, Barney's a big Swift Current Broncos guy and Blades guy. Like he's And he likes the Pats, but he's he's kind of, that's where his first radio job was in Swifty. Oh, and, I worked with Keener, man. Yeah, and he loves, and yeah, of course. And he loves, Con- he liked the Connor Geeky deal. And they also got yeah. the kid now out of uh, out of Calgary. What do you think and of that Galloway? Uh, fell on their lap. Yeah, what do you think of that Galloway uh, trade? How much does that help them? Yeah, that helps him. I mean, he's not like, um, you know, he's not a, a big offensive guy. He's more of a, a bigger defensive defenseman that, that uh, you know, that was sought after at the deadline. Uh, There's a couple teams in on, on Galloway, and, uh, you know, he's from Kamloops, so I know him. I know the family pretty well. Uh, I think he'll he'll go in and, and fit in really well and be hungry and hungry to chase a championship. But, you know, Saskatoon had a, a bit of a quiet day because they used their bullets, you know, earlier in the process here. They did pick up John Babcock, uh, overpaid for John Babcock, probably out of the Kelowna Rockets uh, in a three-way deal. Uh, you know, Moose Jaw already made their big moves. You know, Matt Savoy was a massive one. I tell you, those three teams, uh, Saskatoon, Moose Jaw, and Swift, uh, likely two of the three are going to meet in the second round, which is pretty crazy. That's an interesting point, Keener. That's what I was wondering. Like, two of the, you know, we see it, you see it in the NHL too, right, where teams load, load, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, second round. You're going at it. The one, the one that caught me off guard, and again, not being the WHL super insider, but I felt I just it, it was weird for me to see Moose Jaw and Medicine Hat making a deal. Well, you know, the thing is, Medicine Hat is in a little bit different part of their cycle right now. Like, they, Medicine Hat is, is ready to take over this league in a couple of years and make a bid at the 2026 Memorial Cup when it comes back to the WHL. So they weren't going to play with the big dogs today. Uh, Moose Jaw's been looking for some insurance. Uh, on their goaltending front, they run basically their starter, 17-year-old Connor Unger, and they kick some tires on, you know, a reliable veteran to, you know, to tandem in with him. Uh, and and the goaltender that the Medicine had traded away today, I believe they like their two younger goaltenders over their 19-year-old Evan May, which they traded today. So even though that move looks like a you know, like, oh, wow, it's Moose Jaw and Medicine Hat. It's, it's really somewhat in, in, insignificant. It's a bit of a, you know, a backup goaltender going to, you know, support Connor Unger and the Warriors. Surprised uh, Regina 
didn't didn't do more or not really? Yeah, I mean they they really they had their day, right? They had their big day, their blowout sale, where where they did a really good job. Al Miller did a, a good job to recoup assets, you know, uh, left out there from you know the the years of um, you know maybe not moving on players. He, he inherits the situation. I thought he did a good job. They need some draft picks there. They need a first round pick. You know, they were able to you know go out and and uh, really stock their cupboards. Uh, it's tough. You know, Blazers did a similar situation where they move out some of their top talent this year. So it's going to be a bit of a grind grit your teeth and get through the rest of the season for some of these teams um but but yeah you know regina you know maybe the the big move is the one they didn't uh didn't make and that was uh last year at the deadline with with connor bedard of course yeah you know and there was there was some talk that Howe was going to move and um spencer spencer was going to move but yeah so keener i guess you know you are in the Western Conference. When you look at the Eastern Conference, and if we can call a spade a spade here, and let's say I could play now sports sprinkle on this, am I crazy <laughs> to think that uh, the Swift Current Broncos, let's ride, Bronco country? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. That, like, you and I, we, you know, we were there work together um so i guess i'll have my i'll have my bronco foam finger on out here out, out west um but uh, but but guys like I, I don't know like moose jaw and saskatoon are really built uh to be championship teams um swift had some holes they haven't performed this year connor geeky is you know perhaps one of the best junior players in the world you know, they get Dvorak. Uh, I just don't know if they're if they're Moose Jaw or Saskatoon caliber. So those three teams. I mean, it's it reminds me a lot of. Uh, remember when Regina hosted Memorial Cup in what yeah. was that 2018? Swift was good, Moose Jaw was good, Regina was good. It's it's a similar setup to that. So now that Kamloops is not going to make the the playoffs, how does that free up your spring? Like, does John Keane start looking at golf trips here or what? Oh, you know me too well, but I won't. Uh, I won't concede on the season here just yet, right? So that's you can't do that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that you know the last two years, you know I, I've been doing games and calling games into June. So I don't think we quite have a June run uh, in us this year. So, uh, yeah, there's, you know, April's all of a sudden a little bit more wider open. May, May might bring some uh, some trips with the guys here. Yeah, I'm looking forward maybe to a little bit of a, a real summer here. I can't wait to come out that, that way, man, and hop on your boat, maybe take, take it for a twirl. <laughs> hey, yeah, if, that's if we get any, you know, the, the rivers are pretty dry right now here. We need some snowfall. Yeah. We need some of that. Otherwise, there'll be no, no boating season. But, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> definitely it'll be a little bit of a longer summer here to enjoy this year. John, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Okay, Ballsy and uh, Shink, you guys uh, get along and take care and, uh, and have a good rest of your week. Yeah, See you, buddy. Take care, man. John Keane joining us, voice of the Kamloops Blazers. When we come back, where are they now? Uh, Corey Philpott's going to join us to talk about his kid, and maybe we'll talk a little bit, too, about uh, maybe the changing in the rules of uh, kickoffs being diminished in the CFL. That's what they're talking about. You're listening to the Sports Cage uh, from Sports on Tap in Saskatoon on 620 CKRM. Nobody covers your team like our team. This is the Sports Cage on the Mighty 620 CKRM. 
All right. Uh, time now for our Where Are They Now segment uh, as we take a look back at uh, some of the greats that helped build this league that we love. And this guy's a great uh, guest. It's brought to you by Floor Coverings International. And I've got uh, work personally done by Floor Coverings International. So uh, I've been happy with their work. Uh, save with the Stars event. Save hundreds on new floors. Visit fcipromo.com. Uh, only at participating locations. All right, we're joined on the phone by our friend Corey Philpot, former Saskatchewan Rough Rider BC line. I mean, he's around the league, and he's got two sons playing in the CFL. Welcome to the show, Corey. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for having me on. And you've built this league not only with playing, not only producing offspring that are playing, but also being a longtime junior coach out in BC. So you definitely can talk to this, and I'm, and I'm glad that you're here. Now I don't know. Dave Naylor's been right sometimes. He's been wrong a lot of times. But he said there are two options the CFL's considering. One of them on kickoffs, allowing team to surrender a touchdown and take the ball on their own 40-yard line. Under this proposal, kickoffs would happen to start a game, start a half, and during the final three minutes to preserve the ability to onside kick. Corey Philpott was a great returner and a great running back. Please agree with me. Like, what are we doing here? This is one of the things that separates our game from the boring kicking game in the States. I say don't touch it. And I think you know what you sign up for when you play football, in my opinion, but I'll turn the floor over to you. And I, and I agree with you. Um, at the end of the day, uh, the field's longer. Hey, the American field's shorter. So the the, the the Canadian game is field's longer. And hey, you know what? Let us let us return the ball. That's what a lot of guys uh, get out on the field, and and their dreams are um, to be able to return the ball because there's sometimes hey, at the positions that you play, whether it's a receiver, or a running back, or a DB, you don't get that opportunity um, to score touchdowns that often. So you know, at the end of the day, we want it. We want to touch the rock. We want to be able to catch that ball and run it out of the, run it out of the backfield um, and run those kickoff returns back. So, yeah, I disagree with you. I, I love the game of being able to return the ball. You know, you were deceptively uh, fast, in my opinion. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but you, you, you were like to me. You were like Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, I never considered fast, but not a lot of people caught him because he ran like a four-five, four-six through his whole pattern. That's how I felt when you ran the football or returned kicks. And I feel like your kids kind of have that too, Jalen and Tyson. In your mind, what was the be- what was the most memorable touchdown for you? In your mind, I'm number one, would, in my mind, would definitely be the Hamilton Ticats. I scored four touchdowns uh, that year um, in that game. Um, I also uh, took back a, a kickoff return um, for 119 yards. So right from the from the goal line to the end zone. So you know that definitely was my memorable game. And, okay, and then when you so, talk about the, the, those twins, yeah, those twins have got some decent speed for sure. Yeah, no, they've got some great speed, but they're deceptive. Like, they're fast, but they're deceptively fast. Like, holy cow, this guy. I'm not talking like you say, oh, I didn't think that guy was fast, but they, they're they smooth when they run. So where I was going with this, Corey, is you're proud. You have a four-touchdown game. You return all that. Does that even come close to equaling the pride you'd have for Tyson Philpott being the outstanding Canadian in a Grey Cup, running a little skinny post or slant to win the Grey Cup? Like, just tell us the emotions that are going on through proud Papa's head. 
Yeah, it definitely doesn't uh, top that off. I mean, uh, when you can go into uh, the biggest game of, of off Canadian history, you know, or the Grey Cup, and to be able, like I say, to catch a touchdown, um, to be the MVP top Canadian, um, that's huge. That 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 that's beyond uh, what what I've achieved as as a, as a kid coming in, not being a Canadian but American player coming here and playing a Canadian game. Um, yeah, it's it's the motions the motions there will go along ways knowing that you know having a, a, a kid um, scoring the touchdown and being the top MVP there, uh, there there's words there's words I still kind of tear up every day every now and then yeah. um, just just knowing that you know what I had a kid that actually went out and actually won a great cup and helped his team win a great cup and then win a scoring touchdown yeah, you know, I love the CFL, Corey, because it lets guys like you continue his career. Uh, a guy from Melbourne, Florida, that comes up here and gets to continue his career and excel and, and, and thrive. And I love it because it's a mom and pop league because you can, you can, you know, these aren't millionaire players. These guys are getting paid, but they're getting paid, but they're playing for the love of the game. And you can go up to a Tyson or a Jalen Philpot and get an autograph or, or a Corey Philpot. I guess my last question to you before we go is you know the young Corey Philpot coming up here didn't know much about the CFL but just tell us in your words the appreciation you have for Canada but for the CFL and what it has done for you and your family by extension now and just what a great league it is well you know I Canada gave me an opportunity to come up here um, make a name for myself which I've done that uh the Canadians have opened their doors and like no tomorrow. Like, uh, you know, when you, when, when we talk about, you know, yeah, I had those options that I could have went back and had to maybe try it out down in NFL. And I refused to go back um, because I loved the game. I got the support here. Um, you know, I talked to all these younger guys now in the CFL that are playing, even my own sons. you know, the love that, that we get from uh, playing in the CFL is just huge. It's bigger than, than, than the NFL. You know, we look at two options, you know, we were just talking, about that we're just talking about one of the kids Mac just signed back with uh, Atlanta Falcons mm. from the Montreal Alouettes mm. and his biggest thing is he said that you know a lesson they give him offer him money up front that's the only way he would go back because he had already established himself in Montreal and the respect that the, the fans and the Canadians gave him. So at the end of the day, it's done great for me. Um, like I say, I pretty much still got the key to the city here in Vancouver. I'm running football here. It's, uh, I've coached here. I won a national championship for a junior program that's never won it in 110 years. Um, it's just been great for me. And, and there's more to come. Like I say, I'm doing a lot of things here to try to give kids an opportunity and, and the city of Canada just keep giving it to me. You know what, man? I appreciate your time. Appreciate uh, watching your kids play football, both when I called university football and now with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Thanks for time. Uh, thanks for taking time out of your schedule and guessing with me. We'll have you on again, I'm sure, sometime. Sounds good. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thanks. That's Corey Philpot. Where are they now for Floor Coverings International? Today's show is brought to you by Connexus Art Center. Kick January Blues at Beer Bacon and Bands, January 26th and 27th, a 19-plus event. Tickets at the theconnexusartcenter.ca. That'll do it for today's show. Tomorrow, Zinger and I are back. Zinger and Regina, me here. One of my guests will be U of S Huskies coach and Regina-born Scott Flory from Sports on Tap. It's the Sports Cage from Crop Production in Saskatoon on 620 CK. Today's sports page has come to a close. Miss a segment? Download or stream the podcast now at sportscage.ca. Get your sports straight from the source. 620 CKRM.